Hey everyone, welcome to Game Face Episode 70, a special Saturday edition. We wanted to make sure we could get in all the big news of the week before we kicked it off. And we do have an awesome show today. Lots of big games we've been waiting to talk about. In some cases, a decade. But on the docket today, we're going to talk to you about the Game Awards. And I've been playing Final Fantasy XV, and I'm going to share my impressions with you. And it's real. It exists. We've played it. We're going to give you our first impressions of The Last Guardian. And... We're going to talk about the new trailer for the game that everybody loves but nobody knows anything about, Death Stranding. And last but not least, PSX just wrapped up its big press conference. We're going to talk to you about all the big news. Let's go! <laughs> Greetings, Sifters! Hope you guys are having an excellent Saturday. I'm sure a lot of you guys are uh, just coming off the big PSX 2016 Sony press conference. I know it was a mad scramble for us getting in mm-hmm. here, getting the show ready, getting all the B-roll ready from the from uh, the press conference to yes. run into the show. Sony does not skimp. Yeah, it's been insane. Sorry we're a little bit late kicking off the stream today, but we really, really got it up and going as quickly as we possibly mm-hmm. could. So... We're not going to talk about PSX just yet. We're going to save that for the end of the show. We're going to kick things off talking about the Game Awards 2016. Uh, this first topic, we're going to talk specifically about the awards themselves, and then we'll get into some of the games that were debuted in the show and their own topics after that. So, Matt, you and I, veterans of video game television mm-hmm. for 11, 15 years, however long we worked in television, we've both been a part of award shows at various points. I worked on the VGAs for seven years, worked on G4ia before that at G4. Uh, what were your overall impressions of the Game Awards? Um, well, I think, I thought they were on the right track last year, and I feel like they took a bad detour this year to some degree. Um, it felt a lot more like a big commercial overall. Uh, and, like, the the, thi- the funny thing is, is, like, I think, I think, I can't remember every award winner, but I think I agree with all of them. Like, the awards, I thought, were good. Like, the right games won, for the most part, as, yeah. as I say. I saw I a lot it. of uh, salty fanboy tears over Uncharted 4 not winning Game of the Year. Well, I'll give you a double whammy on that one, where I, okay, number one, I, don't, I didn't think Uncharted 4 was all that great. And number two, Un- Overwatch is not my pick for Game of the Year, personally, but yeah. if you're talking about, like, a game that impacted the industry the hardest, like... Overwatch is pretty much your safe pick there. Yeah, because... Like, what, I can't disagree with that. I can't either, because what you're seeing is all these other games trying to mimic it. And yeah. you're even seeing games like Call of Duty, which is, quote-unquote, sort of the industry standard for first-person shooters, starting to move in that mm-hmm. direction by mm-hmm. having sort of more character base. And I wouldn't even be surprised if the next Call of Duty really is straight-up character-driven. Mm-hmm. And so I totally agree with you I, on I that. I want to see a wacky tune version of Captain Price. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked, though, if something it, like that I, Yeah, totally wouldn't blow my mind if that happened, or if it was, like, test-bedded in, like, the zombie mode yeah. or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, I'm with you. I actually really enjoyed Overwatch. I played the living crap out of it. Mm-hmm. Your girlfriend loves Overwatch oh, more than, like, anything. She, I think she's on her, like, third or fourth prestige. She's, like, 700 hours played or something. Yeah. And I think that's also another sign that Overwatch is probably the right choice in some ways, mm-hmm. is that it has really crossed gender boundaries in women, men, boys, older gentlemen, older. everyone's playing this game and mm-hmm. enjoying it. 
And I think that's where the character-driven part of it comes in, is that everyone can find a character that resonates mm -hmm. with them, where you may not find that in another shoot. Have, in yeah, other I've shoes. never seen a game where people were so invested in the characters that did not have a story mode. Yeah. Like, all the lore comes from outside media sources, and, like, the, the community eats it up, they write their own stuff... Blizzard draws from the community for in inspiration for like how to where to go with the different characters in places like it's a, it's this amazing like piece of synergy that like Blizzard is always really good at anyway but like this is their biggest game ever 20, 20 some million players bigger and that's than that's saying something when you're bigger than World about of Blizzard. Warcraft ever was that's insane yeah and it's not free to play everybody paid nope. sixty bucks for this thing yeah and they're gonna keep paying yeah. For it, I mean, it's it's not a game. Oh, that's... I know those outfits are must-haves at all times. <laughs> I'm well aware. It's not going to go away, no. other either. It's a platform that is going to continue to evolve over time, um, and I think that's mm. something else that is kind of one of the big changes for 2016 and 2015. In, in a yeah. way, was kind of the transition year to that. So Publishers think... are looking at games as like these five to ten year yeah. things that live on, and they're not just like. Here today, gone tomorrow. And uh, and I was also happy with um, uh, was it was it action game Doom one? Uh, I think Doom one best audio. Doom one like best action something. Oh, that's point. their shooter category. Shooter category, yeah. And see, there's a caveat with the game awards. It's like so your game of the year is Overwatch, mm -hmm. and then best action game, which is technically their best first person shooter. Right. They give it to Doom. Yeah, my guess, yeah, that's kind of like the call every award show make is like is like, do we not double up on the best in genre winning the you know, being also getting game of the year? That's bullcrap, um, though. I mean, eh, that sacrifices the integrity of your awards. Well, I think if you make it clear ahead of time that that's how you're you're not doubling up on it, like you're saying, this is this is the best shoot. And also, it is possible, I think, to say Doom is. But see, the problem is they name it action. If it was just shooter, I could see like Doom is the best shooter game we played. Overwatch overall as a phenomenon and experience is the game of the year because of the But impact. that's hard to argue because Overwatch doesn't have a campaign. Yeah, but Doom <laughs> doesn't matter. What do you mean Doom doesn't matter? Doom came out, we played it, it was great, it's over. Overwatch is going to be part of uh, the cultural zeitgeist I, for years. I completely disagree with this. I think if, if the, you award the I'm best I'm not saying game. I endorse it one way or the other. I'm saying yeah. that's the theory behind that. And, look, and that's, you... that's the way Jeff decided to go with it. Probably because it gives one other company another award. But... It, right, and it's there's some kind of pandering thing going on there. It's like, look, if you don't want to have an award show where every award, it's Overwatch, 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 mm. then just don't broadcast all the awards that Overwatch wins. Mm. Broadcast some of the other ones. Well, they certainly didn't have a problem not broadcasting right. awards. Yeah, I mean, how many awards were actually in the two-plus-hour show? I can't like, remember. It was like six, maybe. Yeah, it seemed like six, maybe seven and some awards. some of them total. were good. I mean, look, the, the best moment of the night for me was the That Dragon Cancer developer. <laughs> minus the intro and, from well, minus the intro, I, Justine, yeah. and the dude from The Game Theorist. That is... Yeah, well... Dude, do your freaking homework. You are going on a show that's being broadcast all around the world... Conceivably, tens of millions of people are going to watch this. You know what award you're presenting. Mm -hmm. You can't look at all the nominees of that award and make sure that you're handling it properly. Like, dude, it's like they yell bingo, whatever they announce the name. Of. And then I'm sure <laughs> the guy comes out and is in tears, like, mm -hmm. accepting the award. I'm sure they're like, oh, my gosh, what did we do? Like, what you should have done is done your research and realized what mm -hmm. that game was about. You don't go, that dragon cancer. <laughs> like, Also, like... Cancer's in the title. Yeah. Like, what do you think it is? Like, I mean, it, maybe they're talking about, like, the Zodiac sign. Like, 
I don't yeah. know what they were thinking, but I mean, a really embarrassing moment. Yeah, but I'm but I'm not talking about the intro. I'm talking about the guy's, right. guy's speech when he accepted yeah, yeah, the award. It was, it, was, it was great. Yeah. Um, they had a weird thing where the, the camera kept lingering on I Justine during it. And in fact, at one point, it was showing him from the side with her in the background, and the camera rack focused to her while he was talking. <laughs> no, like, pun in- you- no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? The like, rack focus. Fo- like, focus on the guy who's giving the speech. Like, what is... But right. it was a great speech, and it's, you know, it, yeah, was, it was kind great. of a, a nice moment uh, that you're probably not going to see... It looked like he genuinely did not know he was going to win. Well, he certainly didn't have his speech notes up he on, had it his, on phone. his phone. He didn't think he was going to get which it. Which I can't say about every award in that show. No. Like, you can tell some of the awards that people knew beforehand. We're that pretty they were pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Sure. But that was, the ni- that was the realest moment and the nicest moment, I think. Uh, I could have done without the, the, obviously, what you said before. And also after, where Jeff is like, that's the kind of thing that this show creates. And no, I'm he like, said mm, that. Or something like he that. He said it's that like, over and over again. And it's just that like. That moment. Mm. And like, sometimes there weren't moments. Yeah. I don't know. Jeff was off to me. I mean, he was good. He delivered everything great. He was a great presenter. But there just seemed to be something underneath the surface with him that I can't put my finger on. I didn't get that. I mean, I thought maybe his voice was a little off like maybe he was getting over something that a little could be, sick because um, like at first i thought it was just because he was choking up giving the kojima award but which he, he did well he certainly did but um i think he was angry about what happened to kojima the kojima was he, he was <laughs> angrier about it <laughs> like, kojima's the one who sat in a room by himself for six months yeah <laughs> but like, like i've heard of that happening in other game developers in japan too that like that's like how you you basically get rid of somebody. It's like you put them in a room and then eventually they either quit or you just say go away. Right. Um, it's, a, it's like a word for it. There's an actual word for oh, it. Oh, like really? Putting like the old employee, the, the, like, in, like isolating them and just sort of like making their life like socially miserable until they sort of give up. Right. Um, but like, <laughs> but like, uh, then his, but his voice still kind of had that sort of cracking timber to it. A bunch of times, yeah. Um, so I, I mean, my assumption was that he was maybe sick, because it is December, it's the time, and he's been working really hard, it's the time yeah. of year to kind of come down something, but you know him way better than I do, so. Yeah, I, uh, he was just really emotional. I mean, Jeff's a pretty even-keeled I, guy. Yeah, well, I said it to you when we, uh, when, I, when we were, uh, together that, like, later that night, uh, at Benson's, that, like, it felt like, I was almost expecting the end of the show to be him to say, like announcing that there was not going to be another game. Yeah, like, that was almost, kind of the vibe I was getting. It felt like something. There was like a dirge quality. It to felt it. like something had gone wrong, or had gone astray, or something wasn't working out the way mm-hmm. he wanted. Look, I'm totally just. I yeah. have not. I have not talked to him, so I'm totally mm-hmm. just inferring this. This is yeah, not. I, mean, I don't. I didn't see anything. I mean, the production was fine. Like, yeah. It wasn't. I didn't see anything. The, well, the, pe- the amount of the, people there. Well, yeah, there weren't many people there, and I know that was bo- that bothered him last year, too. And there they appeared to be less this year yeah. than there were last year. Uh, I mean, the, the production team, I think, was doing exactly what they need to do. That team has done a lot of award shows, both gaming and not gaming. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're pros at what they do. Uh, probably should have tightened in the jib shots. Yeah. Uh, which, for those who don't know, is like the crane It's the, the crane crazy shots. camera that like it goes all over the place. Yeah, you can see yeah. the whole room and it swoops around and stuff, but like you don't really want to use that too much when like the back two-thirds of the theater is empty. Yeah. Um, I think the problem probably is that they had a director working on this who Jeff probably worked with on the VGA mm-hmm. that he hired in for it. And, you know, usually that guy directs award shows where you don't have right. to worry about that kind of stuff. It's not, because... well, it's not, yeah, it's not something that would enter your mind as a director of those shows. Yeah. and It's also not his job. Yeah, it's sure not 
his job to fill the right. arena. Exactly. It's his job to shoot it well and yeah. direct it well, and I feel like they did that. One of the big pushbacks I've seen from players who watch the show is that they felt like there was too many ads. Mm-hmm. Um, Total Biscuit did a big thing about it, um, complaining about ads and ads inside ads, which I'm not sure what people are talking about there. I think they meant that like it would you would have things where like Bosman would do the thing with the guy in the Schick Razor outfit, and then you'd go straight from there to Hayslip. You know, showing you an Assassin's Creed movie trailer, and then from there you go to like one of those commercials that was baked into yeah, the broadcast. Yeah. Like it just, there were large stretches where it felt like they were trying to sell you something that didn't involve any content. Yeah. Uh, and then compound that with the fact that a bunch of people didn't like one music act or the other. Yeah. And like I, there were stretches where people were saying, like, there's like 20 minutes of stuff I don't care about here. And um, I understand that. Like there's a lot of. Weird. Cro- I mean, the Schick stuff was weird. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff they had Bossman doing was. Yeah. What were they doing? I don't know. It's like. Well, I mean, they were selling us shit that we don't want, but like. I it, mean, who? I don't care about that. It, I mean, yeah. the bits just weren't funny or clever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jeff. I mean, I'll I'll say this. I am thoroughly entertained by the fact that they put a man in a razor outfit. Like, yeah. like I mean, I'll, I mean, not not like in a positive sort of like, hey, I'm going to buy a chic razor way. Right. But I'm just like, wow, that's ridiculous. How did you I come up see, with that? I want to see more of that. You know, like I want, I want, I want that guy to go on tour around the country and we follow him. But like, it's like you know, Jeff worked new with hero. us. Jeff worked with us at G4. We had great writers on X Play, mm-hmm. and that was what the show was. We came up with bits like that that were around games, but weren't offensive to gamers or weren't stupid. Okay, some of them were stupid. But the ones that were... specialized in stupid. I mean, that was actually kind of our style, was that we tried to do things that were so stupid that they were funny. But I don't feel like any of the stuff in this show got to that place. Like, they were just stupid, a lot of it. Yeah, I would would mostly agree with that, yeah. And so I wonder why Jeff didn't hire, like... Our friend Blair, who wrote for X Play, or our our friend Guy Branham, like because they're all they're all working on other things. I mean, you could have them come in and punch up something for a Maybe. day or something. Like I don't know, it just seemed like a missed opportunity. I have no idea who wrote the show, but I don't know. But like, it wasn't the writing was not great. And there's a lot of weird things, and you know, like um, you know, I, the the Allison Hayslip who was doing the backstage hosting for you know interviewing people, but also doing the the pitches, the, you know, the tosses to um, the Assassin's Creed stuff movie stuff and then at one point i think it was the director of deadpool like basically called her out for being too enthusiastic yeah what was up with that what the hell was that that was really bizarre like that's her job to to do that i'm wondering if the guy was just annoyed that he had to be there maybe or he's like he obviously knew that he was a part of like this marketing thing that was going on and yeah and maybe he thought you know he's from he did the deadpool movie he's like super edgy and and right He's, a, you know, he's I'm, trying I'm, to stay. In I'm going to break the fourth wall right. and and call out how ridiculous this is. It was and, just and, and, and you just made basically like looked like you were trying to sandbag this it made woman him who's trying bad. to do her job. Yeah, yeah, it was not professional at all. Uh, and I agree with the music acts. This is great. Like the Doom thing was great. The Doom yeah. stuff was amazing. But why do you have the other two groups on there? I don't know. I mean, like, what was the one line, the one rap that was it? Run the jewels. Run, run the jewels. Had what was the one line? Lyric with, uh, picture this. I'm a bag of dicks, put me to your lips. Which I made everyone who came over that night like watch that because I'm just like, this is amazing. Like, and like, I'm not, I'm not. None of it was censored too. They no, they, no censorship it, whatsoever. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying, and I'm also not trying to say Run the Jewels is bad because I, yeah. I, I don't. No, they're actually I don't. really good. They're good. Yeah. 
Um, I just don't know what they were doing there. They have. It makes like, no sense. Like, yeah. like you got to tie. You know, it's like yeah. There's a lot. There's also a lot of like you know, you know. There's a lot of musical performances in the Oscars that stop everything dead too. But they're all related to the awards. Yeah. You know, and Doom is related. You know, and they did that thing where they had Imagine. I mean, not to promote Imagine Dragons, but they had yeah. Imagine Dragons and Koji Kondo on piano, and they did Zelda amazing, stuff. Yeah. It was great. Like yeah. more of that, and less of like just here's a band that maybe you've heard of. Well, then last year they had Quiet. Yeah. Who, like, they had uh, that whole orchestration thing going on. And Dead Mouse, who didn't seem to want to be there. Yeah, I mean, look, it's (laughs) like, even if you can't find, like, somebody who can come in and do Mm -hmm. something related to the game from that year. Right. So what? Like, bring in the the guy who made the Hotline Miami soundtrack Mm -hmm. and have him, like, debut, like, two new tracks or something. Like, at least there's some kind of a Mm tie-in other than a song may or may not have been on the soundtrack of Madden. Right. And like, and that's what I mean by like how the whole thing feels like a, a commercial without attempting to at least pretend it's an entertaining me. You know, yeah. like it's just got this quality of like, well, all these things don't have any thread beyond you want me to buy them. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, and come, you know, it's the same thing with like, you know, everybody wonders, well, why, you know, why is it happening early December? Because then you cut off the end of, you know, Final Fantasy fifteen couldn't be a nominee. It didn't deserve to be a nominee of yeah. anything, but it couldn't be a nominee because it came out too late. It's like, well, because. It's supposed to be advertising these games to you for the holiday shopping season. Yeah. And they want you to buy them while they're still 60 bucks. Unless yeah. they're Titanfall 2, when they're not even, it's still, that's not 60 bucks anymore already. But like, like, it's just very transparent the way it's presented in that way. And I think it could be dressed up a little better. And I thought it was last year. Like, I, last year, I'm like, I see this maybe developing into something that has. You know, legs, legs, and some merit, and some kind of you know a grounding in what it's trying to do. And I thought that just all went out the window this year. And I don't know why. Like I don't, I can't pinpoint a specific place where I'm like, I said like, oh my god, this has all gone to hell. Yeah. It's just like the tone and the, and just like the reluctance to present the awards on camera. Like and, and like, and they did it last year too. But it just, it was worse this year to me. Maybe not being in the auditorium where it was just like you just like, oh by the way, this also won multiplayer. It's just like, it's, it was a lot closer to the Spike VGAs this year, yeah. even more so than the first year. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as... More sponsors this year, More I think. sponsors, but it, it didn't, you know, the, the, there was a couple years in the VGAs where, like, it just had sort of this contempt for gamers yeah. uh, that I didn't feel from this at all. I thought there was a little bit of that, like that one bit. I think we have footage of it, Sam. It's of Kyle with a wig on. Oh, I don't think I was paying attention at that point. There was a couple lines in there that kind of strayed in that territory a little bit yeah. of like I'm like the loser gamer at home on the couch type thing. Like, hmm. but I, I agree. I didn't. I was by that point. Look, I can only my attention span only goes so far with this stuff. So if I walk away during one of the musical acts, I might miss something later. But yeah, yeah, I don't remember that part. But if you say, I, I vaguely remember seeing Bosman in a wig. On, on the screen, but I wasn't yeah. listening. Yeah. So what would you give as an overall letter grade first? And then secondly, do you think they should come back next year? And do you think they will come back next year? Uh, I'm going to give it a D plus. Ooh. Um, I think they will come back next year. Um, and I think they should come back next year, but I think they should really reevaluate how they're going to present this to people. They should have a little more confidence in the fact that their awards should be the awards that you present on the screen. I don't care if someone doesn't show up. You know, like yeah. some of people were theorizing, like, well, maybe, you know, they didn't, if, if someone wasn't in the audience to accept it, they didn't 
announce the award. Just do the thing that every award show does and say, like, they couldn't be here tonight, but, you know, we accept this in their, in their stead and thank you very much. Like, it's just, yeah, because the, the awards are never going to have any cachet if the presentation doesn't make them important. Yeah. And right now, I don't feel like the presentation makes the awards the important part. They make the ads, the commercials, and the product tie-ins the important part. And I like to see, you know, I mean, again, I think, you know, the DICE Awards already kind of are that in some ways. And they're not glamorous, they're not sexy, because yeah. a bunch of developers getting up and talking about, you know, these things Developing. But I'll tell you this, <laughs> especially after what we saw at the Game Awards, I'm going to be watching the DICE, if they stream, I don't remember if they stream. They do stream, They do yeah. stream now, right? I'll watch the Dice Awards because I'm going to guess that that Dragon Cancer is going to win something there too, and I would like to see what that man has to say again. there again. Yeah. And again, it, it's I think, and I, I mean, I don't think I'm alone in this when I say that that was the highlight of the night in terms of something that as a person who that plays remember. games that I'll remember. And as someone yeah. who plays games, like that's a, that's a message I agree with. I didn't uh, play that Dragon Cancer, um, but like, you know, I might now because like I really liked. That, what that guy had to say, and clearly it was a real thing to him. I, not that I doubted it was a real thing before yeah. now, but it was just like, I feel like... Uh, and I also felt, you know, bad again for that, you know, there was a controversy we talked about back then where I was like, you know, people were just putting full playthroughs up on YouTube. And I'm like, you know, I, I feel like maybe I'll go play through, buy that game and play through it just to support that man because, like... Uh, he deserves he it. He deserves it, and he, got, he, he, you know, he got to me in yeah. that. And I appreciate that. So I'm going to give it a C. Um... I don't think it was terrible. To me, a D or a D minus, that's terrible. And I didn't find it terrible. I thought there were uncomfortable moments. Um, I, I would agree that it was kind of a revert back to the old ways of doing Game Awards shows. Not completely. I mean, no. maybe people I mean, need to Sam go back Jackson and watch. Sam Jackson didn't stride out and say, hey, what's up, dorks? I mean, right, yeah, we're, yeah. Not, we're not in I that mean, territory. I think people need to remember what the Spike yes, VGAs were yes, for a couple years. For sure. Um, but I am disappointed in some ways because Jeff and I fought those battles with Viacom Corporate for years trying to create a show that the players would want to watch. And I felt like, you know, when the first couple years of this awards show, he was striking off in that direction and was starting to strike the right balance. So it's a little disappointing to kind of see it go back in time a little bit. Um, should it happen again? Yeah. I, I think we, our industry needs an award show with, like it or not, this, this high of production values, this much flash. Uh, like it or not, it does kind of legitimize our industry a bit, and it ultimately could get some more casual mm -hmm. people into it, which will help everyone and I if really, there's more money coming yeah, in. I really think, because you know, everybody brings up the Oscars or whatever as the comparison point. There is yeah. no comparison point there because it's... The nature of who's giving the awards out is just too different. But I think they should really look to the BAFTAs uh, as sort of a, not a template, but as sort of an inspiration as to how to, how to sort of deal with this idea. Because, um, you know, those, are, those aren't like the top level awards of various things, but they are respected, I would say. Yeah. And I think you can get this, you know, the game awards to that if you make it about the awards more. Yeah, and I know you need sponsorship to get this thing on the. You know, this thing is not free. You you have to. Yeah. You have to. You know, you have to pay the bills, but like, putting the Schick Razor guy in the front <laughs> row with Bosman is not the way to make you. you know, it's bad enough when Ellen orders pizza for everybody at the Oscars, yeah. you know, and then takes a <laughs> takes a Samsung Galaxy trademark selfie with All everyone, right. you know. But at least like. You know, you're kind of like it's entertaining because the people involved in that somewhat are yeah, people you're there they're to celebrities. see. Celebrities, right? That's well, the big difference is right in movies and television. The people that do it are celebrities. In games, 
other than us, nobody gives a crap mm-hmm. about the people who make them. And that's the bottom line. You but do I extra don't give a crap about whoever the people that got to sit in the front row with the Schick All Access Pass are. Yeah, and so yeah. it's like, you know, there's better ways to do that. Or oh. just just put up the logo and say, brought to you by Schick. You don't have to, you know, but see, have you do have to there. do that if you want the big money. And so I'm, now I'm going to say, you know, whether the, whether they will come back next year. I said whether they should mm-hmm. and whether they will. I honestly think that's like 50-50 because... Yeah. Again, this isn't information that I got directly from Jeff, so don't quote me and say, oh, Jeff said this or that. But looking from the outside to me, again, as someone who's worked on a lot of these award shows, I think what happened this year is what Jeff had to do to keep the awards Mm -hmm. alive. Keep the lights on. I don't think he would have done this unless he had to. And I think what you saw in this year's show is the bare minimum that Jeff needed to do to make them financially viable. Mm -hmm. And... Honestly, I don't see it going back to the old way if they continue. And I think that's a question that Jeff is going to have to figure out is like, you know, do I want to keep making these award shows with these elements in it that people are complaining about and some people are offended by just so I can make a profit on these things? Is it worth it? You know, Uh and and to your point about saying just put up the Schick logo, like, you know, you'll get $10,000 for the show for doing that. You do these goofy things on stage with the Schick guy, that's where you get to, like, 200000 in a sponsorship instead of, like, the lower amounts you just get from flashing up the logo. So mm-hmm. will they come back? I, I think it's 50-50. Um, I hope I, they I do. I maybe suggest get a smaller theater. Yeah. Uh, don't blow the whole thing on running out LA Live. Yeah, he should just go into that room that's, like... A block away where Nintendo used to do its E3 press conference mm-hmm. for a couple years, where it's literally like four or 500 people. Mm-hmm. But it's a cool space. It pops up at the end, and there's like a bar up there. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be a lot more casual, a lot more fun. It could look packed and, like, exciting. Um, I get that he wants to make it look big, but when more than half of the yeah. seats are empty, it's just counterintuitive. But it's so. like, you got to, you know, it's like they say, uh, you know, Third party candidate can't just suddenly win pre- the presidential election. You have to start local. And yeah. You gotta you gotta build your way. You know, you gotta outgrow your venue before you move to the big one. Think basically. globally, act locally. Yeah. That's what they always say. Now, not as small as like the VGX one, where it was like a right. basement somewhere. Yeah, yeah. With Joel McHale. Yeah. But like, um, uh, man, that that sure was a weird, it weird really show yeah. in a lot of ways. <laughs> not just because Joel McHale, but it's also where the whole No Man's Sky thing started. I, know, and I mean, yeah. so many, that, that that night. Goes, Live in infamy. Lives in infamy, for sure. <laughs> Early December. Look out. Yep. All right, let's move on. Now we're going to start talking about some of the reveals and the games mm-hmm. that were shown at the Game Awards. I think we can all agree that considering Jeff had to compete with PSX, which was two days later, he did a pretty good job of, yeah, of, a few good of securing content for because, the show. Because clearly Sony was not an option. Yeah, I mean, him getting, and we'll get to it in a second, Death Stranding, mm-hmm. when I'm sure PSX wanted that so bad. That oh, yeah. was a huge win for Jeff. Yeah. To get that away from PSX. But first, we're going to talk about Legend of Zelda. Well, Breath how could of the Kojima Wild. say no when he looked at him that way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw someone on Gaff, I think it was, posted, I want, I want a friend who looks at me the way Jeff looks at Kojima. <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's a good way to summarize yeah, that. Yeah, that is a good way to summarize it. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. A couple still, of the reveals. Yeah, so one. there was a very weird. They had a new trailer. Which debuted mm. in the pre-show. Yeah. Which so when I didn't people even started see. watching the award show, it had already been. Yeah. It's part of the countdown. Yeah. And like I, and I, when I was, because I, I was waiting for it to start. I wasn't watching the pre-show, but I was waiting for it to start. 
and suddenly someone in a chat room I was in posted like new Zelda trailer and I was like what and I looked it up and I, I opened up the YouTube link and I'm like did I miss the show? Is the show on? Like, you know, and, yeah, and of course, was, I have like my time exchange wrong. And I hadn't, but it was like, it, I, my brain didn't even consider the idea that this would not be part of the main show. Right. And it's weird. I, I, it's a I'm great baffled. trailer. I'm baffled. It's the best Zelda trailer so far. Yeah. By a shows mile. You a ton of it stuff. actually finally shows something off besides the freaking overworld. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually has some mystery to it. People are wondering who's the female character. Uh, the one character or that you see... Or are they two different female right? characters? Like, that's probably Zelda, I'm thinking. I love the clinched fists there at the mm-hmm. end. But, like, and then there's... And then here's the gameplay that they actually showed in the show, which was just more of the frickin' yeah. same. It's I, like, I am so tired of looking at overworld crap from this game. Like, I know we're show th- us a freaking dungeon. There might not be dungeons There has There has to be a dungeons in this game. There... I want to agree with you. There has to but be. But I don't trust these bastards. I mean, they haven't shown us one yet. No. It's crazy. Not even in a trailer where it's like a montage. Show us like can two, you, two seconds of one. Can you at least agree if they don't show us a dungeon on January 12th, we're in trouble? No. I don't think I could ever admit that Zelda's not gonna, a Zelda game's not going to have dungeons. See, now I have an image of like the game's out, we've been playing it for a month, and you're still looking for dungeons. <laughs> <laughs> People, that'll be the big thing. People looking. There's a to dungeon try to find, in here somewhere. We found one. <laughs> like the big story for a week. They found a dungeon in Breath of the Wild. I mean, I, 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 I'm 90% sure there are dungeons in this There game. have to be. But I mean, Wind Waker only had two of them. A three. Two. Really? I mean, people count certain things as dungeons in that game that yeah. I don't consider to be dungeons. Well, I mean, look, these shrines are not dungeons. No, that's just like a I little... I mean, they're, they take yeah. like five minutes. Yeah. Like... They're definitely not dungeons. I think most people would agree Wind Waker had three dungeons, though. What's the third? I don't know. I just remember when I reviewed it, there were three. I remember being like... And if you look at like bullet points of the game, it, most of it, it always says that there's three. I don't remember the third, then, which says something about it. So. <laughs> but, uh, but there are enough dungeons in that game, so it's happened before that they've shorted us on dungeons. If they've only got like two or three dungeons in this game, then yeah, they're not showing them because there's not enough to show off yet. Yeah, but I was really disappointed in the gameplay that they showed. Um, I was just kind of left wondering why Nintendo even bothered. Probably because Jeff asked. I guess. I mean, it was. I mean, more exposure for Zelda is never bad. I mean, part no, of. I mean, I. Part I of why I think why Nintendo like, did it. Part but. of why I think you and I aren't particularly like enthused by it is we played it for half an hour already. You know, we we you know we experienced this firsthand already. For yeah. people that didn't get to go behind the scenes at E3. Like, this is a big deal. Like, this is this is good stuff to show. And it's at least not the same. I mean, there's a little more the lightning drama here. You know? I mean, there's a couple little elements that they show off for the first time. But overall, it's still pretty much the same thing that we've been yeah, experiencing. But at least for... it's like, a, you know, it's slightly different. It's not like big, open, sunny field. It's a little darker. It's a little, you know, it, it gives you a little taste of how the game's flavor is going to change, like, thematically as you go through different areas. Yeah. So, I mean, I... It didn't really hold my attention tremendously, but it was good to see a little different out of this game. Uh, frame rate in this demo, I don't know if you noticed or not, but it is, like, awful in certain yeah. points. Um, that, to me, is really concerning. Mm-hmm. But it also makes me think that, yeah, it's probably not coming out in March. Yeah. Um, Nintendo does not, other than the N64 era, even then, Nintendo was pretty good about it. But generally, it does not... Rare wasn't, but Nintendo right, was. Right, but Nintendo was. 
it generally does not release games with shoddy frame rates. Yeah. And so to see some of this stuff that they released publicly and knew it was going to be on an award show to run that poorly, it just makes me think that there's no way it's coming out in a couple months. I just mm-hmm. can't see it. Or that uh, you don't want to play this on the Wii U if you don't have right. to. Right. Because, by the way, they also did not announce a release date of course not. at the show. They just said coming in 2017 to Switch and Wii U. If the game's coming in March, like at the Game Awards in December, you kind of mention it, right? Yeah, or you ha- I mean, I don't think they're given any details on anything for anything on the Switch until the 12th. Yeah. I mean, it's just they're holding all that for themselves. And why not? Yeah. Why shouldn't they? I think it's too close to the launch to be considerate of the consumers to me. But, like, as long as you've decided that's how you're going to do it, yeah, hold, hold all the cards until it's time to lay them on the table. Sure, don't, don't do it at this thing that most people aren't even going to see. Uh, in comparison to your big reveal. reveal. Yeah. Um, hype higher or lower the same for Zelda after Game Awards? Not the same. Yeah. Maybe it would be higher if it was sooner, but like now clearly we got another six months. If, I if think that's that. why the it didn't increase my hype is because after this release of media, I think it's not coming out for a long time now. So also, like I don't, you know, and this happens with almost every Zelda. Is like I don't get hype for Zelda because it's just it's such a known thing. From I'm like I yeah. know it's going to come out. I know I'm going to play it. Like it's you know I don't I don't you don't need to convince me anymore. And yeah. sometimes I don't like them. You know some you know they're not all winners to me. But like I'm never going to not play a Zelda. Like that's 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 a no brainer. And I've seen what I've seen. And like I'm almost at the point where I'm just like I don't need to see anymore. Really? Yeah. You don't want to see a dungeon first? I don't care. Like it's it, you know, I, I liked what I played in the open world. I like the I mean, again, I I will criticize it for being kind of like everyone's excited that you know all the concepts that have been in a bunch of the games I played over the last 8 years are finally coming to a Nintendo game. Yeah. Um but again, there is sort of yeah, I hate to to quote their tagline, but uh there is sort of that Nintendo difference on things when they when everything really gels on one of their good games. Yeah. And this felt really good to play when I played it at E3. And craft, and I can totally, you know, I'm just like, I, this is great, but I sure can't wait to when I get to sit down on my couch and really just sort of immerse myself in it for like eight hours at a stretch and really figure out how everything works and what everything is. Um, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't always seem like the most hypest Zelda bunny, but, uh, you know, the, playing it at E3 was like, yeah, this is solid. This is good. I'm in. Oh, when the Ocarina plays, I come a-running. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's Ocarina. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the gameplay debut for Mass Effect Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Probably not fair to say the gameplay debut because we did get that other section, which yeah, combat was vaguely debut. gameplay. But they really blew it out. Like, mm-hmm. they basically showed every gameplay element in, I think it's what, like four or five minutes of yeah, footage that long, they showed? Yeah, a long clip. Another great get for Jeff, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am sure Sony at PSX would have killed to run this yeah. in its show. Because clearly this is one of their PS4 Pro showcase games. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, you know, the last bit of Android, maybe that's why they decided to go with Jeff because the last time they did debut something with, mm-hmm. with Sony. And maybe and all, like, or because, like, you know... PSX was a rapid fire, you know, mach- you know, Gatling gun of of games, and it like, was, you know, yeah. if you if you premiere this on the Game Awards, you're going to be much more of a standout. It's basically you and Zelda, you know, standing yeah. on top of the heap. So Matt, as probably the biggest Mass Effect fan that I personally know, how do you feel after watching this? I mean, it looks good. I, I was never one of the people that thought Mass Effect's gameplay got worse as the series went on. I think that when they they really found the groove in two. And improved it in three, and 
I, I like how are... it, it basically becomes like a shooter at that point, a cover right. shooter at that point, and I don't mind that. I like cover shooters for the most part. I think the problem is that the peep there are there's kind of two audiences for Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. There are the RPG folks who love the RPG side of it, and then there's the more action gamey people mm-hmm. who also enjoy it, which is why it's so great because it appeals to both of those groups. But I think what you see is this tug of war between them with this franchise, mm-hmm. and I think the RPG folks. The closer it got to becoming an action game and a cover-based shooter, I think the less they... And I don't even know if they even enjoyed it less. I think they just didn't like the path it had started walking down. And maybe they feared that eventually it would start stripping away the RPG stuff mm-hmm. out of it. And I don't feel like they did that. No, I don't either. Um, no, not at all. So it looks fine. And I, I was also someone who kind of liked the Mako. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't hate it. And, uh, you well... Know, it's cool to see. I mean, yeah, you spent too much time driving it. I mean, look, man, I played that game five times. I always like, also it, thought the controls for the Mako were terrible. So. Oh, they were, but it was also, <laughs> like, it was just one of the weirdest, like, you know, because the story goes that um, uh, one of the doctors from Bioware at GDC, that, you know, because it came out in January, and the GDC, March, the year before, uh, someone had asked if you were going to be able to go visit and drive around and explore planets, and he said yes, and, right. and that wasn't in the game. He pulled a No Man's Sky and they, and he went before back, there was No Man's yeah, Sky. <laughs> he went back to Bioware, and he's like, all right, you better start building some planets. Yeah. And that's, and so, <laughs> They're like, So what? that's why the planets in Mass Effect 1 are these big, empty maps with, like, right. you know, almost nothing works properly. And they're probably like, but, can't you just, like, retract what you said? Like, nope. I know it hurts your pride a little bit, but come on, man. So it looks like they're kind of delivering on that in a in a bigger way in this game. Um, oh, for sure. And this looks much more like you know this looks way more fluid and uh, and twitch based than uh, any of the others. Uh, and you can see like, but you can see like the the um, you know the vanguard power. I know the classes aren't you know they're, they're not like discrete classes anymore. You upgrade your character every one, yeah. sort, and they sort of like fit the mold you build them into yep. but like you can see the power the old powers in there and like you know i'm really interested in this thing where like the the pod lands with the silhouette thing because clearly you're telling it to land there right right like like there's a lot of systems in this game i feel we don't know about oh yet. this trailer is just chock full of mystery yeah like it's just like every like 10 seconds and or i love all the stuff with the gauntlet i mean look man I love scanning stuff. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> but like the you know, the, the most exciting thing of this trailer for me is like the fact that the characters got the little scanner thing up and scanning all the plants. I'm just like, yeah. oh, hours of my time are gone, like yeah. just off of that. Um, but this all looks, it all looks cool. I mean, it's it real. Like, but I've said before, it really comes down to is the story and the characters gonna gonna do it for me. Like everything else looks like it's phenomenal. It really does. Um, game looks. All we got left is the narrative. The game looks- Oh yeah, beautiful. It's so gr- so great looking, and uh, you know, and the other games you know kind of had, especially the first one, but that's yeah, the second and third as well kind of had that like, yeah, sort of grid feel. Yeah, everything yeah. felt a little locked to a grid in a way yeah. that like, you know, like well, a lot of it looked cut and paste. Right, I mean, and it gets to the story that you were telling about one of the doctors coming back in last minute and saying, "Hey, like we need to do yeah. something more with the vehicle." I'm like, okay, well, let's just cut and paste this desert. <laughs> In between these Point. two areas, yeah. Here's a Promethean beacon. Right. Good luck, boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I think, you know, probably what it is is that this has been built from the ground up, knowing the elements that were going to be in it, allowing them to make sure that they polish them all up and mm-hmm. make them all relevant. And uh, cause that's kind of something that happens when you keep piling options onto a game. You have to ensure that they're actually relevant and pe- something that people want to do and will do. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I feel like a lot of times when you get into like the third or the fourth entry in a series, the developers sometimes lose sight of that. Mm. They're just like, well, we can't just make it just like the last one because we'll have nothing to talk about. And sometimes a lot of those yeah. those extras that they add are frivolous and pointless. Yeah. So sometimes you just you got to take what works and maybe like polish it a bit, but just leave it alone. Give us more of what's good. I'd like uh, I'd like Nintendo to learn that that lesson. Yep. Star Fox Zero. Yep. More excited or less excited for Andromeda after the Game Awards? Um, I would say marginally more. Um, I mean, like I said, this, the narrative is still the live or die on this, but yeah. it looks like they're doing literally everything else. I have else. a lot of trust in them to be able to they're do They're doing that. everything else right. Yeah. So, it's a good sign. Oh, yeah. I went from, like, here to, like, after this. I mean, we hadn't really seen what the what mm-hmm. the features of the game are until now. I mean, Game Informer did a great job with his exclusive coverage of the game, and I learned a lot about it. But reading about it and seeing it right. in action are two different things. And seeing so. how fluid it seems to yep. be. Yeah, the gameplay does look a little... little stilted, but in yeah. comparison to what we had before... Oh, yeah. oh it's, it's like night and yeah. day. But it still doesn't look like a typical third-person cover-based shooter. No, I mean, yeah. Which we're... probably would anger, like I said, the RPG mm-hmm. folks. So it probably makes sense. But the sense fact that you're like jumping off stuff and landing on guys and doing yeah, yeah. mid-air stuff, you know, it's, it's clearly moved another couple of ticks in kind of the action-adventure direction, yeah. and I'm okay with that. Yep, I'm excited for Andromeda. I think we're getting it in March still. I think we are. Like, there was this quote from EA saying, well, yeah, we'll delay we... it if we have to until forever to make sure it's good. Yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks pretty good. But with I all mean... the stuff that they're doing now, I mean, they did the cover with Game Informer, and the media, did, I mean, they did N7 Day. It's like, mm. you don't do that and then release the game a year later. So, yeah. I, th- I, I mean, tend I... to think it is coming. They're clearly not, like, done, done, but they, I think they see the end in sight. They're just sort of hedging their bet on the idea that, like, well, anything can go wrong. Yeah. You know, so... But I, really, yeah, I, I, I feel like they're probably going to hit their March target. I hope so. I'm not drafting them. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I'll let you yeah. jump on that grenade. <laughs> After I jumped on five this last. Well, year. actually, I'm pretty sure it's coming out next year. I don't so know. I'll, I'll, dra- I'll draft it. All we'll right. do that. We'll see how that goes. All right. Next, we're going to talk about Prey, another one of the big debuts at the Game Awards. Uh, we had seen trailers and things like that, but they actually released like a big like eight or nine minute chunk of mm-hmm. pl- of gameplay on Talos One. You really kind of figure out the whole game loop, the gameplay loop by watching this walkthrough. But I still think after watching, a lot of people are saying it looks like a, a System Shock game mm-hmm. or a Bioshock game. It, which... keep, it keeps reminding me of something that I'm sure the developers do not want me to be reminded of. So what? Geist. Yeah. I keep thinking about Geist, the Nintendo game where you possess the bowl of dog food. Yeah, but this is a lot more action-y, though. Yeah, for sure. But, like, it's just, that's the thing I think of when I'm, you know, when he's jumping into the coffee cup and stuff. I mean, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's uh, I'm not saying it hasn't, but, yeah, it looks very Bioshocky, system shocky. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Like, I'm totally cool with that. I mean, are these arcane, who knows are, if we're ever getting another Bioshock, so. Right. Well, Arcane, there are people there, are people there that worked on... Oh, yeah. Those games. Yep. So it's like the pedigree is there. It is. I mean, also, you have sort of the other old members of System Shock working mm-hmm. on System Shock 3. Yeah. So we will be getting sort of another game in that vein in the not too distant future. Yeah, if you like that kind of, you know, that kind of like shooter RPG, you know, choose your own approach thing, uh, you know, between, you know, we had Deus Ex this year and Dishonor 2, and then this is coming. And I mean, there's. 
And System Shock 3 is in development. There's a System Shock 1 uh, remake thing happening. Like, there's, yeah. it's a good time. Except there's no Bioshock in development. Yeah. That's been announced. That we anyway. know of. Yeah. yeah. But obviously, it won't be developed by the same team. What are you so. doing, Ken Levine? Working on working mobile on and thing. indie games. Working on stuff. I don't think he's working he's, on Bioshock. He's working on regular Bioshock mobile. What, that. The hell, what the hell would that be? Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> what would it be? I don't know. I, know, I, I don't even know what It'd be like would. a tower defense game <laughs> with like big daddies and... You have to go to lighthouses in the real world and take pictures with your daughter. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Bioshock Mobile. I still think Prey is tracking to be a game where Bethesda is going to regret its new review policy. Because mm-hmm. I just... First of all... They may regret it already with Dishonored 2, because mm-hmm. Dishonored 2 not setting the sales charts ablaze. And now we have another kind of game very similar to My Dishonored. My copy of Dishonored 2 finally works properly. By yeah. The way. They finally updated it to the point that it runs well. I mean, it's not like the first Prey was a hit. Well, also, like. It's I, not a household but, name. No, well, also, but also the, from like gamer people I know. Uh, the people are, who you know who have been playing stuff regularly for years. Like the question I've gotten about this game so far is like, why is it why is it called Prey? Is yeah. it a remake of that game with the portals from like years ago or what? And like, and it doesn't make any sense. It really to me. doesn't make any sense. It's like like you got the name, so you want to use it, I guess. It's like, like Bethesda was like, we have this IP that people kind of remember, and that's better than starting a new IP. Nothing, I guess. I don't. I mean, Bethesda. Typically does not start a lot of new IPs. No, but it's just I just don't see what this has to do with anything. I don't basically. either. Like, like, I mean, Call of Prey, fine, yeah, but whatever. But like, it's... even the original re- revision of Prey Two didn't seem to have a whole lot to do no. with the first Prey either. So I think it did have portals in it, though. Yeah, well, man, you wonder how the people that made the original Prey Earth feel about it. Portal. <laughs> So right. If we just made them into, we made it a gun and not yeah. like little <laughs> boxes. It would have, oh, yeah. That game had some charm, but uh, it was. Some, I mean, that, for the time, that game had some cool stuff in it. It did. Yeah, it just didn't quite come together all Dizzying. that well. Dizzying. Are you excited for this game at all, Prey? Because it's, it's yeah. tracking really low on Sifted as far as the like clicks on content. For I it. am, but I like System Shock, so yeah. you know, and I like System Shock. I like Deus Ex. I like Bios- Bioshock. I'll play any of that kind of game. Yeah, I don't always like them, but I'll I'll try it. As someone who's been struggling to get through Dishonored Two, Dishonored Two is probably my least favorite of that sort of subgenre. Yeah, like I, it just doesn't click with me for some reason. I'm just not having fun playing it. I don't know what it. Maybe you know, it's a quality game. Like yeah. it's pretty polished. Well, and... it's like it, this, the Dishonored thing has always been a thing for me. It's always been like I always felt like the problem was me. Yeah. Not the game. Yeah, I mean, that's the case. But uh, struggling going through, trying to get through that game, and now looking at this one, it looks like a very similar experience. But I do love Bioshock, so mm-hmm. we'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of with the sifters on this one. It's not. This hasn't really hooked mm-hmm. me yet. It feels like a. It feels like a total experience kind of game. It feels like something that you like immerse yourself in, like when you get your hands on it. But like, yeah. it doesn't seem like it's a big slam bang demo game. Yeah. Know? All right, let's move along. We're going to talk next about Kojima's game, Death Stranding. This game is probably two years away, three years away. We're playing this by 2020. I'll be, I'll be impressed. Right. I mean, I'm being optimistic in saying mm. two or three years away. And here, another trailer for another this trailer. game. <laughs> Which 
at the beginning I thought was the same trailer. Right. Yeah. Because it probably kind of starts the same way. Yeah. yeah. With like many, that pain many on the ground. giant enemy crabs. Yeah. So much massive damage could be done. This was Kojima trailer 101, though. Yeah. And I don't know if you've heard or not, but there's like two slightly different versions of the trailer. And if you play them side by side, there's I haven't got to do it yet because I literally found out about it right before I left to come here and, and record the show. But apparently, if you put two the two versions of the trailer side by side, it does something crazy, like the something to do with a bat. I don't know. Hmm. I'm sure someone in the chat right. probably is already aware. I saw of exactly that the little baby doll is uh, Punish Snake. Yeah, like it's it's a you got the thing the shrapnel in the head and the one eye and the plastic arm and the the sutures and stuff. It's like that's basically a reference to that. And it's just like you gotta wonder. It's like. Don't you have a game to make? Yeah. <laughs> coming up with all this shit. <laughs> I know. And like, yeah, I mean, you think about the time that they spent. I'm assuming this was not farmed out to some CG. No, this, I mean, they're claiming this is running on a PS4 Pro. Yeah. This is real time in engine footage. Right. Which I'll believe when I see. But I mean, I don't think it's anything the PS4 Pro couldn't do. Hadn't been doing it so far. I mean, it's a good looking game. I mean, in 2020, it's... it'll probably be able to do it. <laughs> you know. Oh, man. Uh, what do you think about this trailer? Got Del Toro in it. Yeah, it's fine. Like, it's got the, Hannibal in it. What the fuck is this game? Like, I don't care. I, I, who cares? Like, I, again, an enigmatic cinematic trailer with a... Like, that, yes, I know Hideo Kojima gets a giant hard-on when he works with, like, Hollywood talent. Like, I get it. I but, wonder like, how many people even knew that was Del Toro. That's a good point. I mean, I, I mean, I knew it was him because I know who, what he looks like. Yeah. I knew it was Mads Mikkelsen. Right. In the, well, yeah, in he's the, pretty obvious. In the thing, apparently, Mads Mikkelsen is required to have weird, oily, crusty, dark circles around his eyes in every role now after Doctor Strange. Yeah. Because he looks almost the same as his Doctor. Well, Strange he was like character. that in Hannibal too. Yeah. He's a really weird guy. He's great though. He, I mean, I mean, he's a great pick. I feel like he could, he plays one character though. Yeah, pretty much, but. I'm I'm down but to that as character. As, yeah, I like I, that and character. I'm, I still I say, love Hannibal. Love Hannibal. And I, I still one of the say, best shows on even television. though he already played a forgettable villain in Doctor Strange, um, if Marvel ever gets the film license back for Fantastic Four, he has to play Doctor Doom. I don't even I don't want a Fantastic Four movie, but I think Doctor Doom should be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he should be played by Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, here's here's Flaws. from Kevin Rafa. If you play the two trailers at the, at the same. Time, the child will disappear from Norman Reedus and appear in the small thing that mm. Del Toro holds. I okay. That's crazy. Fascinating. Yeah, that's Kojima. And that's like I said, this is a Kojima 101 trailer. Yeah. It's just got everything that he likes to put in him. But the main thing, of course, is that we don't know what the game is, what you're going to be doing, what the gameplay is like, what anything... Any well, there is a panel, anything. maybe it's going on like right now, actually, at PSX, where I'm assuming he's going to explain some more of it. I mean, this this ending here kind of demonstrates some of the stuff he was talking about with, like, the cords or whatever. Because mm -hmm. um, it appears that, like, the bad guy is controlling these... With these corpse these soldiers. These corpse things. soldiers with those cords that are connected to them. Um, yeah. I mean, is he going to put one of these out every four months until the game is done? Like... I don't know. <laughs> I also don't know, like... like... There's a real thing going on with black goo these days. Yeah. Like, it's everywhere. Like, black goo is, is just the bad guy in a ton of shit right now. <laughs> X-Files did it first. I mean, great trailer, though. Pretty. I mean, the, I, if that really is the game engine, it's a beautiful game. Um, the trailer itself is interesting, if nothing else. 
I mean, I'm and memorable. That, I'm Ma- I mean, Mads Mikkelsen, I'll watch him. I could, I'd watch him, you know, smoke a pipe and read the phone book. Yeah. <laughs> and like, um, but I'm just hoping this isn't another like Kiefer Sutherland situation where it's like Kiefer Sutherland is, is going to be snakes. Like he's got like seven lines right. in the whole freaking game. Yeah. You know, I hope like he's a real presence in the story and is actually, you know, also like, I mean, I know, I don't think he would do that. Kojima would do this, but like watching all the cinematic stuff and all the high level visuals and stuff, I keep thinking about Heavy Rain. Yeah. I think it looks like, it, you know, if it wasn't so obviously Kojima and, like, certain elements of it and, like, the military fetishism and stuff like that, it would be part of me to be like, is this the new David Cage game? Right. Um, I hope it's not, but we do know that, you know... He said it's going to be an action game, so... All right, well, if it, when it comes out and it's police knots, you, you, you <laughs> I told you so. Yeah, I mean, Kojima's interpretation of genres isn't always... Mm-hmm. Doesn't always line up with everyone else's. You so. never know. I mean, Metal Gear Solid One is a minigame collection. Yeah, co- connected by story scenes. It really is. Yeah, I got huge heat for saying that on uh, on Usenet back when the game came Usenet. out. Usenet. <laughs> I said this. It's a bunch of. It's like a minigame collection. On your GeoCities website. And people just like got, lost their shit at me. And like then like when when Keeley was doing the run up to I think Metal Gear Solid Four, um, and he was interviewing everybody about the the history of it and stuff. What, the lead game designer on Metal Gear Solid 1 was like, yeah, he, he brought us the story and said, just come up with stuff to fill in the gaps that where we need gameplay. And we just came up with a bunch of mini-games, and that was Metal Gear Solid 1. I'm like, thank you! <laughs> 15 years later. It really was, though. Yeah. It's like disparate like segments or experiences yeah. that they put together, and right. then it's all linked together with but the But that plot. was like... That was Which a, is fine, though. Yeah, that That's was one of the deal. reasons it was good, was because every time you, you picked up the controller, you had to do a different thing. You never knew what was going right. to come next. And it was exciting to find out what was going to come next. Right. Like, I don't understand why people would take offense to that. I don't know. People like to protect Kojima. Kojima. Yeah, Kojima <laughs> fans, man. Like, yeah. any, any slight... You know, the, the, just the thread on this trailer, threads on this trailer I've seen where people are like, you know, someone says a negative minor thing about Metal Gear Solid Five story, and people not only freak out, but it goes on for pages. Over its story? Oh, yeah. Over, wow. like, the story. And then, like, when they lose... I thought a lot of Kojima fans hated the story and said it's not finished. A lot of them do, but a lot of them don't. Oh, wow. And then the people that... Even a lot of the people that do think that the story doesn't work... Will to their dying day say that it wasn't Kojima's fault because he was locked in a room. Right. Well, and they it's have like, the scapegoat now. Like, right. <laughs> but it, but it's like he was locked in a room for the last six months. He was working on it for you five years. Well, also I mean, like, you you can work while you're in a room. Right. Like, it's not like he stopped working on the game. Really <laughs> Just sitting there staring at the wall. But it's like I said, Kojima fans protect him or try to protect him, right. and they have problems finding any faults in him or any of his games. So. Yeah. Well, also this is a this is a dark time for Kojima fandom, I think, because of what happened to him and. Once he gets this new game out in 2023 or so, then everybody will feel better. Yep. But, I'm sure uh, we'll see it again at the VGAs next year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or the or TGAs. The TGA. That's the thing. I don't know what to call the Game Awards because like you abbreviate it to TGA, but that's the, the, the T stands for the. Right. So it can't be the TGAs because that's the, the Game Awards. Yeah. So it's GAs. What if we just like call, we pronounce the acronym TIGA? Tigger. They're the Tiggers. They're the Tiggers. All right. Speaking of which, the last topic tiggers. of the Tiggers. This is one of the more mem- this is one of the more memorable moments for me from the Game Awards. And so Nolan North goes up to win best, basically best voiceover performance mm-hmm. or whatever. And you know, obviously, we've talked about it in the show over the last couple of weeks about how there's a voice actor strike going on. Um, and you would expect Nolan to go up there and maybe try to explain what's been going on and maybe try to massage the situation but instead he kind of took the other tact and was like you know 
the programmers and the designers and all these people like bust their butts on these games and we just kind of float in do our thing and then we t- we float off mm-hmm. and i was i was really really impressed with him saying that i mean ba- i wouldn't say he called out like all the other voice actors he did it in a very he did it all uh, remotely he did it in a very tactful way it was just i just feel like it was just his way of saying like Look, let's keep all this in perspective. There's other mm. people who work on games besides us who dedicate like their whole life to the game. Well, I saw it as a, I thought, and I said this in the comments on this on the sifted curated story of it was uh, I I took it as him build, trying to build a bridge between the VAs and the devs, yeah. saying that like we recognize that we don't do this on our own. Our union is fighting for us, but we're not sitting here saying that you don't matter. Like you know, he's. I mean, he's kind of an elder statesman for video game voice acting, I would say. And, Which is and, crazy, cause and, because he's, when yeah. he first started, he was a young buck. It just makes me feel old. <laughs> and he's, uh, you know, I, I feel like he was trying to extend a hand more than draw a line. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people took it the other way, but I feel like he was trying to be inclusive. Uh, and, you know, I don't think he was speaking to publishers. I think he was speaking to the developers and saying, like, we get it. You know, we're, we're not trying to say that video voice actors deserve better than well, I thought he was speaking to some of his fellow union members and some saying, too, like, yeah. look, like, let's not get too greedy here. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure he, he doesn't want to have to go and scream into a microphone for eight hours a day. I'm right. sure there's lots of parts of what they're fighting for that he's behind. Mm-hmm. But the gist I got from it was, like, look, everyone, all you other voice actors, I'm up here. I'm lucky enough to get this award. This is my chance to kind of talk mm-hmm. about this. Like, let's find a middle ground here. Like, yeah. let, because, you know, some of these voice acting, like, the people who are on strike, like, I don't know if you've looked at any footage of some of these picket lines. Like, they're pissed. Like, mm-hmm. I've been shocked by how, like, angry the, the picket lines for this are. And like, well, because part, I mean, I guess part of it is because it seems like a pretty obvious thing yeah, they want, yeah. you know? Um yeah, and again, he's in a better position to know than a lot. Maybe maybe Troy Baker as well, but there he's in a good position to know because he does so much mocap work and and creative work with the Uncharted uh, franchise and stuff. So he's worked with these developers, you know, closer than a lot of voice actors have. So he knows, I think, both sides of the fence to that degree. And I think he's just trying to make everybody realize that everybody's technically on the same side here. You know, they're all trying to make great games. They're all trying to, you know, make the best product they can and make the best art they can. And, uh, you know, it, it, and I, I kind of thought maybe he could have segued into a, like, hey, maybe a union would be a good idea for you guys. I but don't think that was a time not really his. That. It's yeah. not really his place to say that. Yeah. But it's just like, it is kind of the whole thing. It's like, sorry, our union is doing its job for us, and you don't have that. Yeah. Um, Adam Sessler used to sing a song about that. Yeah. Called, you don't have a union who has your back. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, it's, you know... It's, something it's a good that, question. It's a good question. It's a really good question. <laughs> and so right now, for game developers, it feels like nobody has their back. Yeah. And somebody should. Because, yeah. you know, everyone is like, oh, you make games for a living. It's just like when people say, oh, you're a video game journalist. You get paid to play, to play video games. You're like, dude, I, I dedicate like 70 hours a week to my job. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're doing that much of anything, it's a job. Um, and it's the same way for video game developers. Yeah, you know? this is not tightening up the graphics on level three. Yeah, here, not right? everyone who makes games gets to do all the fun part of making games. No. Some of them are just trying to squash bugs or just find different ways to, like, put less strain oh, yeah. on the processor or whatever while they do certain things. You're looking things, at so. a lot of spreadsheets. Yeah. It's not fun. 
it's 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 real it's a work. real job yeah <laughs> it's not just fun and games it's real so. work it's built it's building like a building or a car almost you know it's like yeah it's engineering in a lot of ways it's not like just you know people seem to think it's like oh what do you think you do like I guess people have used like level designers and some things like they're just like painting floors right. as they walk in the game ahead yeah. of them or something. It's like no, these guys are these guys are doing serious stuff. Yep. So I respected Nolan North before the video game awards, and I respect him even more now. I thought he did a perfect job of kind of straddling the line uh, between his union and the industry at large, and uh, uh, I thought he did a great job. So mm-hmm. kudos to you, Mr. North. Uh, it's time to move on. We're going to talk about a smaller story. This week, we had heard months ago that Nintendo and Universal were working on theme park attractions based upon Nintendo properties. And uh, I don't think we even talked about it on Game Face, actually. There wasn't really much to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So this week, finally, they, they kind of consummated the partnership. Uh, they put out this... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they put out this joint video between the two of them, kind of going over what they're going to do. It looks like this deal is huge. Mm-hmm. It is going to be a part of theme parks in three different territories. Um, this isn't just going to be like a reskinned, like, mm-hmm. Back to the Future 3D thing. Which it, is usually what Universal does. It it's is. Like we take, we, they take a thing that's been around for 20 years and just, like, change the wallpaper. They do that, or they end up just doing one of those VR rides where you get in like this right. capsule and it shakes you around and you get sick and you come out mm. and you vomit. But even look at the background of the video. Oh, I know. It's like, That's what I'm saying. Just the amount of work that, I'm mean, assuming these are the props from at, at one the of the At the very the least, yeah, they're, they're, they're dry runs. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it looks like this is going to be freaking awesome mm-hmm. is what I'm getting at. Like, it looks like Universal is going all in I can't think of an amusement park I would rather visit than Nintendo Land. The games, I feel like, are ripe for a myriad of rides. Mm-hmm. Well, also, I think you saw maybe a little bit of a taste of that with the, their E3 booth this year. Yeah. You know, the Zelda booth was very heavily themed. It was, And it was yeah. beautiful. It was, And yeah. you got to wonder if, like, maybe this partnership was involved in that, maybe to some degree, if they, they used some of that. Because there was some... Really impressive prop and, and decorative work in that booth. For sure. I'm just wondering, what kind of rides could they make around Nintendo properties? So, I guess you Kirby's could... Kirby's Air Ride. Yeah, Kirby's Air Ride. <laughs> I mean, F-Zero. I know they won't. No, <laughs> like... it's not big enough. Yeah, but it would be flipping But awesome. I would ride that F-Zero ride. <laughs> How do you make a ride for Mario? It could be like one of those, like, uh, the Haunted Tower where you drop... And then, like, you slowly come down. It's kind of like you're jumping or whatever. Like, the whole facade could be, like, a Mario level. I think it would probably be, um, like, probably more of a coaster kind of thing with a a heavy theming. Like, like, for your main attraction, you probably want, like, a standard, not a standard coaster, but, like, a coaster-style ride. Because that's what amusement park people like the most. Um, so I would I would think that's what that would be. Um, I could see them doing, like, a Star Fox-themed, like, Star Tours kind of thing. Um, Zelda. I they don't my do main stuff like that. My main question is Zelda. Like, what do you do with what Zelda? What do you do? I don't know. Is that one of those like animatronic like ride, float in the water ride? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that like the robots doing the same thing over and over again? Um, it should it should just be this, a small world, except it's the theme from the Lost Woods. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> just sung over and over and over again. Zelda is a tough one though. Yeah. 
I mean, how do you capture? Because I can think of like Metroid rides and yeah. and, and uh, almost anything else, but like Zelda. Like, how do you capture Zelda in a ride? Pona, no. I mean, it, it, Zelda has had so many power ups through the years. I mean, you could mm. get really cheap and just kind of grab some random power up from any Zelda game and focus the whole ride around that. I guess, mm-hmm. uh, like anything where that he's used to float in the past. Like, any mm-hmm. type of, like, hang gliding thing, I guess. Something like that, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you could use, like, kind of a, you know, like, like the, what the Back to the Future or the Transformers ride uses with, like, you know, like a like an open-top thing with video everywhere. Or you could do, like, a more of a Star Tours sort of thing. Because they are powerful and fast enough now that you could do stuff where, like, you know, if, you know, if you're with Link and he hits something with a hook shot, the, you know, the ride shoots forward. Yeah. Like, you know, you could do something like that. Um, I really don't know. Like that's that's why I'm not an Imagineer. Cause, yeah, cause when, you, I totally forgot. When did this launch? I don't know. I think it's a ways away still. I want to say it's at least 2018. 2018, I think. At least it's the date I seem to have stuck in my head for some reason. Yeah, at least one. This stuff tends to take at least two years, and it looks like they're well into production on at least some of the stuff. So, so oh, the gift shop is going to be amazing. So before we move on, apparently the Kojima panel for Death Stranding is going on right now, and they just announced in the panel that. It is using the same engine as Horizon Zero Dawn. Hmm. So, there you go. It looks a lot That's better why it than looks Horizon good. Zero Dawn. You think it does? That trailer? Yeah. Well, yeah, you're seeing like five character models instead of a right. whole sprawling open world. So, he's going to have to dial it in a little bit, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Like, I doubt that Death Stranding is going to look that good on the whole whenever the game is actually finished. Um, I Me know. too. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. It's time, people. After all the wait, Matt and I have been playing The Last Guardian. Mm. Can you believe it? I hard, had a hard time believing it when it was in my hand. I know. After years of saying I believe it when it was in my hand. I know. I was looking at it in my hand. I'm like, when How I open When thing? I opened it, I almost expected the disc to not be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Or to, like, oh, for me to pick it up before it to just turn into dust. <laughs> just... <laughs> But it didn't. It was real. I opened it up and I put it in my PlayStation 4 and it works and it plays after a gig, uh, a gigabyte update. Yeah, a very fast oh, gigabyte yeah. update. Like, I don't know what's up with PSN. I think they may have just jacked up the servers or something. I don't know what happened. Or maybe never... because we were the only two people downloading the update. I don't know. I was getting four or five megabytes a second on the download. I get that, like, in general at home. I mean, I can download a gigabyte in about eight minutes. Really? But, I never like, get this those thing, speeds on but PSN. But it, it went up. And I and uh, I can download the entire Witcher three on P- on PS four in about nineteen twenty minutes. Yeah, um, which is like fifty gigs. And like, but the um, this thing I saw it was like a gig or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. And all of a sudden it's like bing, installed. I'm like, what? I instant almost on my on my connection. It was crazy. So maybe they've upped it, or maybe it's just they have a big server ready for the rush at launch, and uh, we just happen to be you know. When the pipeline's empty. Yeah, I don't know what, but it was the fastest I've ever downloaded. Speaking anything. of which, didn't Steep come out pipeline? Steep, Steep came out yesterday. Yeah, not a single. By the way, I review s- out there. I saw Steep for sale on the shelf at Target last on Tuesday earlier this week, and it did. It was until two days later I realized it wasn't supposed to be out till Friday, yeah. and still no one was talking about <laughs> the fact that you could get it 
at the but I, the digression that that's I just, insane I, you made, I just Target that. roast date by like yeah, three the, days. Yeah, the Xbox One version was just sitting there on the front end cap, and I was like, steeps out? Like, what the hell? Is that? It came out on Friday, and, no, but this was Tuesday. This wow. was three days early, four days. That's early. crazy, and no one noticed. No, no one cares. <laughs> Good luck, Ubisoft. Yeah, we love you. We yeah. might talk about Steep next week on the show. We here we only have a couple more episodes yeah. before the year's up. We have a lot to get in in the next couple weeks. So uh, one other thing that people mentioned in the chat is that. Kojima says that they've already made some tweaks to the engine to make it work better, mm. of course. So, no surprise there. Nothing's ever good enough for Kojima. Yeah. <laughs> Except stories. All right. So, let's talk about The Last Guardian. We are mm-hmm. playing this video game. How far are you into it? Uh, like between two and three hours. Yeah, I'm somewhere. a little less than two hours. I didn't get it until late last night. And then I went out and had dinner with the wife. Then I came back. And I basically... Stayed up as late as I possibly could playing this so that I would get five hours of sleep so I could get up to start preparing for the show and prepare for the show while PSX is going on. Mm -hmm. It has been an insane day for me already. I really wish I could have just stayed up all night and played this, but unfortunately... I only got in about a couple, about two hours of it. Well, I didn't play as much as I normally would have just because, like, I, I, haven't, I haven't been in the right mind frame, frame of mind for this game. Uh, this game is... I'm fascinated uh, that they are And by the way, we are playing the final retail copy of yeah, this. Yeah, final retail copy from a, from a location undisclosed. Yeah. But, um... The, uh... And it's, they have been updating. It updated to 1.02 this morning. Yeah. So, um... Two updates already. Two updates already. Yeah. And, um... I'm playing on the, on the, on the Pro, on the PS4 Pro. Uh, it's running very well. I've seen some frame rate complaints online. Uh, I haven't had any problems with frame rate um, so far. Are you playing on a regular PS4? Yeah, stock PS4. I mean, it's... Yeah. I haven't made it that far, so maybe I mean, that's part of it. I just have... I haven't... You know, it's, it's probably dipped below 30 a couple times, but I haven't noticed it hasn't impacted gameplay. It looks great. Um, the point is the animation, not the frame rate. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm impressed by the fact that they're really advertising this. There's TV ads. There's billboards everywhere. Um, I feel very sorry for the COD bro who <laughs> picks this game, game up because this game uh, is not here to help you. Like, it, you get hints in the corner about, like, what buttons do and, like, the, like, the basic controls. But, like, you walk into an area and it's just, like, figure it out. Like, go figure out where you need to go, figure out what you have to do. Like, it's, it's very much like Eco in that regard where it's, like, it is not here to hold your hand through its puzzles. The puzzles are there for you to find and figure out yourself. And I, I wonder. I like it. I like it that way. It reminds me of the old school stuff I used to play, like Eco. Um, I, I think I've said where, when I first put in the Eco collection and started up Eco, and I, you know, ro- rocked my way out of a little little cell thing. I sat there and I waited for it to tell me what to do because every game does that now. It's like, yeah. you know, push this to do, and it doesn't do it. Well, it's it does like, eventually, kind of. Uh, Eco does. So, so let's set up the whole game. So. Basically, the game just starts off, we're kind of seeing the early part of the game right here, but we don't really get to see the whole cinema and how it sets up. Basically, the boy wakes up in a room, and he's in the room with Trico. He's heard of creatures like Trico before. He's completely petrified of Yeah, it's Trico. the way the load screen actually sets up what Trico is and why he makes sense in the world. Kinda. And it's it's 
fascinating. Like yeah. the way they do it really works. Well, they was, should basically show like an encyclopedia of other. It's like, but it's like and... medieval era drawings right. of, inci- you know, of of creatures where you know where you see like those drawings of like lizards, and you're like, why do the lizards have lips? Did you even look at the creature when you drew right, it? Right. Like those medieval drawings <laughs> that like kind of look like monsters, but you clearly they're supposed to be like dogs, but they've got yeah. like weird flame things on them. So, and they show like un- unicorns, and like then they get into mythical creatures, and then they show Trico. Yeah, and, and, like, and it really, it really, it's all you need to say. Yeah, and so the boy has these markings all over him, which he did not have before he went to sleep. He doesn't know how he got there. He doesn't know what's happened to get him there. He thinks he's still near his village or home, because at a certain point he try he gets away from Trico and says goodbye, which Trico ain't having. It's like, no, 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 you're not getting away from me. And then the boy discovers that he's really not where he yeah. thought he was. And so, and then thus begins the journey. Yeah, of a boy and his cat dog. His Trico, yeah. Thing. So the first thing I would say about this game is Trico is amazing. Mm. The amount of time and effort that has gone into animating this creature... To make him feel, or her, I don't know if it's a male or a female, make it feel like a real thing is, like, mind-blowing. The, everything about it, just the way, you know how an animal, like, it'll get the chills, and, like, you'll Mm. see, like, this wave go down its back. Like, it does that all the time with those feathers. Its ears, like, react. Like, it it talks with its ears in a lot of ways. Mm. Like, it expresses itself with its ears. And, Matt, you were saying before... We went live on the show that Trico is like this combination of every pet. Yeah. Like, like if, it's like if you're a dog person, you'll see it as a dog. If you'll you're see a some cat person, of a dog in you'll there. see it as a cat. Yeah. If, you're a, if you're a bunny person, you'll see it as a rabbit. Like he ha- he, If you love an animal, you will see it, that animal in Trico. And that's the genius of that character to me. Is like, I see people complaining about spoilers. I'm not spoiling anything. These are not yeah, this spoilers. Is, this like, is the first This 30 is the seconds. first room yes, of the, first, the, you, the you, Last Guardian. Everything you just said is the first 30 seconds yeah, of the game. exactly. Like, we are not going to spoil anything for you. The footage that we're running right now is not footage that we captured. This is footage that Sony has put out there officially. Yeah, this is all official media. This is all official media. This is not anything we capture from the game, so don't freak out that we're going to show you something that you that Sony doesn't want you to see or you don't want to see. This is all stuff that's out there already. So let's talk about the game, Matt. I think mm-hmm. the first thing I would say is the game is a puzzle platformer. Yeah. It is. That's what the game is. It is figuring out how to get... Yeah. It could change. This I, game, well, there's one thing I've learned from partly from watching the uh, the the footage that they showed at PSX today, and partly from digging through the trophy list uh, once I got the game in the system. Uh, this game's bigger than I thought. I mean, I've been worried. I've said many times I was worried that it was going to be like four or five hours long, and there is a speed run trophy for completing another five hours, but the other trophies for completing it are under fifteen hours and under thirty hours. There is a. This is a bigger game than I ever thought it was going to be. It's. I mean, it appears it's bigger than any other Team Eco game before it. Seems like it. Uh, Eco was like four hours. I mean, if you don't want to count, you know, transit time in Shadow of the Colossus, right? You know, if, which is basically sixteen boss fights. Yeah. Uh, it looks like there's a lot in this game, and like. It's bi- I, I, I'm pleased. We I mean, had I'm all happy. been guessing it was going to be like yeah. five to eight hours. Well, I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a get it out the fucking door thing. And I know? mean, I guess and technically it, you can complete it in five hours because there's an achievement for there's speed a, there's running a trophy in five for it, hours. But it's also a gold trophy, and right. it's like you know, there's three there's three timed 
completion trophies, and that's the top one. And it makes me think, you know, they've done a couple of those, and uh, Sony's done a few of those in other games, and usually that top one is not easy. No, oh, well, yeah, as, as Adam has found, the Platinum yeah. Trophy is not easy to achieve, that's oh, yeah. for sure. But I, I'm kind of surprised that, that what I've played so far, it is just a puzzle platformer. So mm-hmm. you use the barrels of, of food. What are the point of those? I Like, will he not help you unless you keep him fed? No, well, there's a trophy for feeding him every barrel in the game. Um, but I think I have no proof of this. I'm just surmising from what I did is that I, you know, there's, you've seen that he can shoot lightning out of his tail. Right. I think that was bar- something I did not know about until I started playing it. I think the barrels charge that up. Okay. I think you need to feed oh. him those to give him the power to do that. That makes sense. So yeah, because magic- a lot of a lot of the puzzles involve getting to a barrel, and then feeding him a barrel, and then you can break a thing. And I think you, because you have to get up to where the barrel is before that happens. Right. And it feels like that must be connected. He leaves, he leaves barrels behind, though, sometimes. Sometimes, but usually if you direct him to them, he will eat them all. I've se- I mean, I've seen him stand on top of one and just walk away and leave it there. Well, here's the thing. that He's kind of dumb. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's not. We'll, we'll get to that. He's, so He's not very proactive. Yeah, so that that's a big part of the game is and you do actually use the barrels sometimes to motivate him to go particular places. Mm-hmm. Like there's one part where he won't jump in the water. So you have to throw the barrels in the water and finally that convinces him to get mm-hmm. the bravery to jump down into the water. Um, so there is some stuff where you actually motivate him using the food, but otherwise I think you may be right. So this was something that was shocking to me that I did not know. I had never seen it in any trailers or anyone talk about it. Trico shoots electricity out of his tail. And you get this sort of a disc object that focuses light, and then you focus the light on whatever you want Trico to essentially shoot with electricity. Mm. And so a lot of the puzzles in the game are like, here's, you know, basically what you do is you go into a room and you look for whatever. And that happens wood. in like the third room. Yeah. Like it's very fast, and like it's fascinating. That yeah, that you was... look for wood. Because basically his tail can destroy wood. So there's wooden doors, there's barricades. Mm. And that's what I'm talking about when I say that the game isn't here to help you. Like, nothing tells you that, that how that no, works. Uh-uh. You have to figure it out yourself. And yeah, because I first got that object. Well, you would if object, we, and I sh- just told I you. I shown it around the room for like 20 minutes. Oh, right, yeah. Because I, like, I, I thought, I need it was to... like, oh, i got to find that symbol. Right, and put it that's in, what know, I did too, like, and that's not... not what it was. Yeah, but it doesn't tell you that. Now let's talk about Trico. And you said it earlier, Trico's dumb. And so this is a puzzle platformer, and probably the most important platform in the game is Trico. It's him, yeah. Because you climb up on Trico to get you up to heights that you can't reach on your own. And then you jump off of him onto a ledge or whatever. The problem that I've had is that Trico, he just, he just does his own thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I've not figured out any way to make him go the direction you need him to go. You get that later. Okay. Because I have not got to that point yet. Because believe me, I was concerned. But look, I am yeah. in places where, like, you need him to, like, yeah. turn his head a certain way before you can actually reach the ledge that you need to get mm-hmm. to. And sometimes he just flat out won't even come close enough to the right. ledge to even, for it to even be viable. Yeah. I, think, I think that's intentional. I think because, like, once you get it, like, you can have a little better control. I think you're, they're trying to sort of, like, watch, have this, like... Create the relationship. Create this relationship and have this bond start to form and... Early on, they don't really know. They don't aren't really in sync, and once you get the ability to tell them what to do, it changes and uh, it, it works. Because I was worried for a while. I'm like, am I going to have to be dependent on the like the brain dead AI of this thing for like to? Because that's one of the things is like the game doesn't really tell you what he can do. 
even when you get it the doesn't. controls, uh, the ability to control him and command him, uh, it doesn't tell you what he can do. You have right. to figure that out on your own. And so, like, early on, like, I was worried because was, there was some frustration early on where I was it like... It does tell you I, what to do, though. So you, you're the It tells you is, what you can do, but... The game is narrated by the adult version of the boy. Right. He, he, it's him telling the tale as how he lived mm. it, so to speak. And, and every like, once in a while, he'll, he'll give tell you, you a hint. Oh, I had to do this thing, so this would he happen. He would do this, yeah. And uh, sometimes I'd figure that before he said anything, and sometimes I wouldn't. It was yeah. handy. But every once in a while, there's stuff where he doesn't say anything, and you're kind of in this room, and you're like, well, maybe I could get up there, but I don't know if I could get up there unless he helps me get up there, but I have no way to tell him to help me to get up there. Every once in a while, I just climb on his back and just see if he went anywhere. I just, <laughs> because like, that's what he'll do sometimes. Like, yeah. if, if I don't know what to do, a lot of times, I'll just watch him. Yeah. And he'll wander he'll over. He'll look at things. He'll look stuff, at things yeah. or he'll wander over to whatever object it is that you need to be kind of messing with. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does help in that way as kind of a, to clue you in on what you should be doing or at least where you should be looking for what you should be yeah. doing. Um, so it works. And now that, now that I have, like, command abilities, like, it's, beca- it's, it's much more. I, I probably stopped playing, like, 20 minutes after I got that. Like, yeah. a, like two sections after that. And it's much clearer. I think I'm almost to the part where, the, from the E3 demo from this year. Okay. Um, like I think I can. I think what I was able to see that area from where I am now, um, or it might just be another set of bridges or whatever. But I thought I think that's where I'm headed right now. And uh, after you get the ability to you know give commands, like it makes I think the A game lot kind easier. of may, yeah, make, it opens it up and like you kind of experiment with it and figure out oh he can do this you can do this you can do that and. Now it really has given you, and you have to figure it out yourself, but it has given you a much more concrete toolkit to, with which to tackle the environments, and that's really what the game's about so far. Yeah. Matt, do you think, presuming the game stays as it is, that it can sustain a game that this very long? Because, you know, if you played Eco, mm-hmm. the gameplay is pretty similar. Yeah. Eco's about as long as it should be. Exactly. Um, and so I'm wondering, and like, if we don't hours. see any kind of a change in well, this, look, I dug can through, it sustain I dug for through 15 the, hours? I dug through the trophies, and from what I can glean from the trophies, this game does not stay the same. Okay. There's more stuff you can do in this game than, I hope than so. what you're seeing at the beginning. And I'm not going to say what that is. Um, or at least, or I'm not even going to say what I think it is. Right. Um, but you did see some of it in the trailer that they ran today at PSX. P- the PSX trailer today. If you want to stay unspoiled on this game, don't like, watch it. Don't watch it because there's some stuff. Because I've seen some stuff in the game already where I know certain things are going to be a thing, and they show them in that trailer. And it was more fun for me to discover them piecemeal as I went through the beginning part of the game than it would have been to have seen them in that trailer for the first time. So I would say if you haven't already, don't watch the PSX trailer. If you if you have watched the PSX trailer and you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, don't watch it again. <laughs> that. Like, well, so yeah, but I think there's more to this game than we think. I and hope I, so. And I, judging by the trophies, or the trophies are really annoying. I don't know. One way yeah, or the yeah. other. Um, but one of the some of the stuff the trophies are asking you to do a, not remotely close to anything I've done so far, and b, they want you to do a lot of them. Okay. And I'm like, well, this game must be bigger than I think if they right. want me to do this thing thirty times. Right. You right. Know? So or you want me to play the game forty times, you know, four times through. But I don't think that's what it is. I think there's, I think the world of this game is bigger than we think. It's gonna crack open in some way. I hope. 
Well, I might just be being, you know, needlessly optimistic about it, but the, the trophies and what I've played so far make me think that there's more, more to unfold in this little onion of the game. Here's one thing I will say, is if they continue to develop the relationship between the boy and Trico the way it has so far, this gameplay could sustain the game for a while. Yeah, yeah. Because it, the game, it really is all about that. Yeah. The emotional attachment that you get, and you get it, like, right away, man. Like, literally. I don't even like leaving him to yeah. go do other stuff. Because he whines. He whines when, when you leave. They have done just an amazing job. Like, you know, I don't, we'll be doing our Game of the Year awards here in the next couple of weeks, and I may just have to invent a category to recognize <laughs> what they've done, though. I mean, it's... Best giant animal relationship But in it's game. like, you know, I talked on the show a couple of weeks ago about, you know, how I'm pissed off that, like, the new consoles are not dedicating processing power to working on AI and making it making games feel like the other organic creatures that you're interacting with are believable. Mm-hmm. And this game does that. I mean, I'm wondering if one of the reasons they kept being delayed on PlayStation 3 was that they were having problems getting that to work mm-hmm. on that old hardware. I have no idea. That's just a wild guess, but whatever the reason, like that to me is what really sets this game apart more than anything else from all other games, is how realistically they have made this creature. It is just, it's uncanny. And I love how at the beginning it's like the whole tough love thing and you have to get Trico to, to like you and get him to work with you. And like I like how when you help him, you can see it without any words in, in his disposition. Like it is just, it's really a marvel as far as I'm concerned what they've done with this animal. I've never seen anything like it in a video game. Um, and are you enjoying your time so far with it? Yeah, it's. I mean, the last 48 hours have been rather hectic in a lot of ways. Uh, and I am not quite in the right mindset to play something that requires so much of my concentration. Yeah. I think. Um, I'm also like, I, I am... It's in, a little boring. A little. Well, also, I'm in the middle of... Um, uh, kind of a situation, uh, uh, health situation with my cat, and oh. the last thing I need oh, is no, to bond Matt. with a fictional animal that is like a cat but a bird, oh, and no. is probably going to get killed at the end of the fucking game. Oh, I'm so, sorry to hear that, Matt. So, like, I mean, like, I I put the game in, I started it, I went, I was about to hit like press start, and the phone rang with the bet with like blood test results. And no. shit. So that's where I am with this right now. Looks like um, I'll be trudging forward on this one for next week's show. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm still going to keep going, but yeah. it's just like, you know, if, if all this matches up right, uh, I might never be able to play this game again. Or you could ultimately say it's the most emotionally affecting game oh, yeah. you've ever played. Or, you know, but in a coincidental lineup with things that were happening in real life. Right. Is, you know, valid for me, but that doesn't make it any better for somebody else. Right. Um... But yeah, so far I like it. Uh, my main issue is uh, camera's terrible uh, in a lot of places. It Cam- is. Camera, it you're is. fighting the camera a lot. Uh, I will say this before you... Anyone... Everyone's offering you uh, words of condolences and prayers for yeah. your well, cat, she's, I way. think she's going to be okay. Yeah. But uh, there's just some things we've got to figure out. Oh, yeah, we have not said anything negative about this game. People no. always harp on us for uh, always talking about the bad parts oh, yeah. of games. We haven't said anything bad about this game until now. Yeah. Just... <laughs> now we're going to share... Some issues. The camera, I'm fighting the camera a lot more than I'd prefer. Yeah. Um, and part of the reason I fought it so much early on was I did not know that holding L1 focuses the camera on Trico. Uh, because part of what I was doing was like, the game was, I felt like the game wasn't showing me 
Trico. Yeah. And like he was doing stuff and I could hear sound. I'm like, I want to see him do what he's doing. No, I, I feel and, like that too. And like, yeah. and it, it, it turns out like, does, I don't, if, if a tool and the camera's thing, really slow. Yeah. Camera's it's very like slow. slow as hell. So I'm like, what is he doing? What's he doing? And the camera just does this yeah. slow ass pan. And, and I'm if, like, no, I missed it. And if, uh, if it, if a tooltip popped up about it, I missed it, but hold L1 and it focuses the camera on him. And okay. it's great. It's fine. It's great. Um, I think that's what you're seeing in like this video earlier, where he's jumping over the gap. Yeah. Like I think that whoever's playing is holding L1 to focus it on him as right, he does right. that. Right. Right. Because if you try to do that, just like keep the camera on him manually with the the, R, the right stick, you're gonna have a bad time. Because uh, I certainly did. Yeah. Um. So it's not terrible, but it's uh, it, it, it's 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 more of a struggle than I feel like it should be. I'm not gonna say don't play the game because of it, but just be ready that. Ready, ready for a camera that is maybe not up to 2016 standards in some ways. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, the camera's an issue. It gets caught in corners. Mm-hmm. It goes bonkers when you're in tight quarters with Trico. Yeah. Also, I'm kind of used to it because Final Fantasy XV's camera does that too. So it's, like, it's hard though because apparently, if you have, if you take 11 years to make a game, your camera's going to suck. Well, most games never have a character this big. True. I mean, usually every character in the game is humanoid size, and I just. I don't. I don't know if they can fix it. If there's a way to make but, it work. No, but I mean, and sometimes it kind of works to its advantage in the sense, like you know, you you go into a thing, a little thing. Like there's been a couple times when I was, I went into a little little area to try and find like a switch or whatever, and I turned back around and and Trico stuck his head through the. He can't fit, but he stuck his head through yeah. the little door and is looking at me like that. And at one some at one point, I had to push him out yeah, yeah. so I could get out again. And it's just like it's those little interactions yeah. that make him feel real. He the feels bo- alive. The, the boy yeah. is very well animated too. Um, yeah. Can take a licking. Yeah, the boy's <laughs> controls are pretty rough, though. He's a little janky, but if you played Eco in Shadow of the Colossus, I think you know. It is kind of similar. Yeah. It, like he accelerates really fast. He goes yeah. from like a trot to like full-on sprint mm-hmm. in like just a nudge of the stick. I also love like when he if he's in if he's under threat by something when he's, if you're supposed to run away from something, if you stop moving, he like jogs in place. And it's a kind of adorable. Like yeah. it's, a, it's like a visual cue to let you know, like you should not stop moving right now. Yeah. But like he just sort of jogs in place, like a like a speed runner, like like waiting at a traffic light. And it's it's a pretty great animation. There's a lot of great animation stuff in this whole game. But I, I very much appreciate uh, the boy on top of Trico. Although every once in a while, when you're climbing Trico and he does something, some sudden move, the boy will spin around and away. I'm just like, oh, that's a broken wrist. Like, you're dead. Uh, yeah, like, there's no. no way. No, he holds on. He's got some strong arms, that kid. Yeah, he, he's way stronger <laughs> than the Shadow of the Colossus guy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's like, he'll never drop it. And there's a couple little quirks with climbing Trico. Like, if yeah. you climb up his leg, he won't just transition onto the body. You have to, like, jump up onto the body. But that's just being nitpicky. Yeah. I mean, I mean and also I feel like, you know, you get, you'll get used to it. Like, it's... You gotta learn its quirks a yeah. little bit, and uh, much like you have to learn his quirks if, as an AI. But overall, like the controls, they don't really demand that much from you. No, it's not like you're navigating these. In- it's not like there's these set piece moments where you're navigating like falling boulders. There maybe eventually, but right, right now the controls are basically just used to platform around and climb up on things and pick up the mm. food barrels and throw the food barrels and. And it kind of you know it kind of lends itself to the sort of the feeling of like you know. You know, the boy is not an adventurer. He's not, you know, an expert warrior or anything. Like he's yeah. he's unsure, and the controls kind of reflect that. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure Trico's a baby too. 
uh, in, at least. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think they're similar. Those horns have been sold yeah, off. Yeah, I think they're similar in age to one another for their respective species. Yeah, I think. Um, so it sounds. Like I even like. Both look, look at, yeah, look at even the way they, they've got the, the the black marks under his eyes, so it always looks like he's kind of sad. Crying. Yeah. <laughs> it's so manipulative. Or you could say he looks like Alice Cooper. True. <laughs> So I guess we could both say we're we could say we're both enjoying this. Yeah, actually, I'm looking at this and now I'm noticing that his horns in this are longer than the ones in mine. Maybe that's what the barrels do. Grow his horns? Yeah, grow his horns back. You think? Those look they, the same as. The, no, they don't look. That mine are much flatter than that in the game. Oh no, you're right. No, mine are too. They're and his eyes sold off flat. Yeah, and his eyes glow green when you feed him a barrel. Maybe that's what that is. Huh. Maybe we I, got, some, I maybe, have no idea. we got to get back and get playing. Yeah. we got to wrap up this show, Sifters. All right, let's move along. We'll be talking about... We'll probably talk again uh, about The Last Guardian next week once Matt and I have kind of finished the game and we've went all the way through it. But uh, And we'll deliver kind of our final verdict right. so you guys know whether you should buy it or not. Although I think people at this point have probably... Either they, they know already, either they're buying it or right. they're not. I ain't canceling my, you know, my pre-order for the statue version, yeah. to put it that way. Yeah. All right, let's move on. So we talked a ton. In fact, I didn't realize how long we talked about Final Fantasy XV last week until we were we did go laying on. off the show. It was like an hour's discussion on Final Fantasy XV. As you guys probably remember, I had not played it. Uh, Matt had played a ton of it. If they can take 10 years, we can take an hour. Yeah, <laughs> good point. And we're not going to take another hour talking about it this time, but I did want to kind of share my experiences playing it now that uh, I have played it. Matt, you just finished it last night. Mm-hmm. How many hours, ultimately, before you finished it? I don't know exactly, because I kept pausing it and going to do other things, because I was bored. Uh, so my final save time is like 72 hours, but I think I only played it for about 50. Yeah, and also, the time rolls up if you just have it paused. Yeah, the, ti- the, save, the, the save file time not does not stop. Inaccurate. Uh, uh, which is annoying, but... It is kind of annoying. Whatever. I mean... No, it's not like anyone like judges no, you. No, here, that's a, that is actually kind of a perfect example of how this game is flawed. That's the type of stuff that this game cannot do right. Just basics that other games have figured out forever ago. This game, for whatever reason, fails to accomplish a lot of them. And that's just another example. Like, mm-hmm. modern games, you pause the game, it doesn't include <laughs> that in your playtime. Like, that's just... But not this one. So, your opinion, Matt. So, you talked about it mm-hmm. last weekend before all the reviews came out. And then the reviews came out, and wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a difference. The scores for these reviews, Matt. And, I mean, in your defense, every one of these reviews rails on the game. Yeah, they're, they're, most of them are a list of negative things that end with a 9 out of 10. I know. It's like, what the hell? And so I was... And I will, I will also go this far, because now that I've played through the linear part, you know, once you hit chapter 9, it becomes linear. Uh, it's no longer an open world. There's two things about this section that I wanted to talk about. A, it's blatantly obvious the whole game was supposed to be open world. Yeah. Because the, the, the linear part is literally a train, a whistle-stop tour of the remaining dungeons you have to do before you get to the end of the game. Uh, and there's certain points where you stop and it's like, clearly, this was meant to be an area. Yeah. But instead, it's just a train station. Well, let me give you my perspective, because we got yours last week, an hour's worth of it. So, But I, you know, when you're done, I, will speci- I specifically have a chapter I want to talk about I'm sure. later in the game. So, you know, the reviews came out, and I was like, holy crap, and look, you're usually right on the money with games. And I was like, holy crap, like, I don't know if I've ever seen Matt's opinion 
differ so drastically from it's a consensus i mean Mm -hmm. every site is giving this game a high score i don't think i saw anything below an eight from any publication but also let's remember that the metacritic average for reviews on final fantasy 13 is 83 yeah. Uh, and I don't think most fans would agree with that at well, this Well, I think point the first either. week also it was much higher than that, and it's yeah. come down over time. So I started playing it. I went and got it. I started playing it. And I'm about 15 hours in, maybe a little more than that. And my opinion is way closer to yours than these reviews. And, I mean, it's kind of hard to say that because the reviews point out all the same crap I'm having <laughs> problems with. It's just like they ignored it. And so I'm wondering, like... Is there a turning point where this game gets good? Nope. Because I don't even think the game is good, Matt. I do not disagree with you. I'm just, like, blown away the reviews for this game. I mean... I don't have an explanation for that, really. And I, it gets worse as you hit the linear part, because the linear part is worse. It's worse. And you spend most of your time alone. Chapter 13 is what I'm really referring to, which is a three or three-ish hour forced stealth sequence in which you are rem- all your abilities, skills, and weapons are removed. They pull a Metroid. And you have to walk at about a quarter your normal speed without the ability to sprint through the same mazes over and over and over. I mean, this over. is what we're seeing right here, right? This is a stealth section. Yeah, that's one of the stealth sections in a base. This is What I'm talking about is Chapter 13 takes place in like a long series of corridors in a, in a, oh. in a facility place. And look... If you played Chapter 13 and you still want to give this game a 9, you and I want very different things from video games. Let me put it that way. Like, I don't know what to say to someone who thinks this game is that good. It isn't. The biggest issue, to to sum it up in a nutshell, so we don't end up doing another hour on this game, Mm because I know we could, it is just not a cohesive game. No. It's not a cohesive world, either. Nothing. Nothing makes sense. Noctis. His dad dies. Nobody says anything. He doesn't even react. He's just like, oh, that sucks. Nobody comes over and consoles him. It's just like the whole game is like that. None of it makes any sense. Well, see, I don't, And I don't think you're at the point yet. Yeah, I know where you are, and you're not at the point yet where there's another character that's going to die, and everyone is going to be fucking like wailing about how horrible it is. And you are going to, I guarantee you, you are going to say, who? You are going to have no idea who this character is. And to the end of the game, people complain and are sad about this character dying. And you know, I had no idea. His dad dies and nobody no, cares. No, one cares. There's just crap like that all weird. through this game. Like, none of it makes right. any sense. Well, it's like, like I said, three creative directors who didn't talk to each other for the last two years. There's a side quest where you're supposed to deal with a haunted painting, and everybody is like, well, there's no way that's real. Like, haunted paintings don't exist. I'm like... We've killed like 14 spectral samurai that popped out of the freeway last night. Yeah, what are you talking makes about? No sense whatsoever. You, you, there are newspapers in this world. <laughs> they are still printing newspapers. They have cell phones and flying cars. Mm-hmm. Dude, this game. I'll tell you what. The best review for this game so far was Conan O'Brien's. Yep. He is the only one so far who has called this game exactly what it is. Conan, Conan the Clueless Gamer segment absolutely captures what it felt like for me to play this game. It, it, absolutely. We watched it again after it, it was funnier the Game this time, Awards. Yeah. 
dude, I watched it the first time and laughed. But oh, yeah. I, yeah. But I laughed at like the meta part of it of him like Where PR guys were outside. Yeah, all, because yeah, I've yeah. been a part of that. I've seen these PR yeah. people go to these things and be like, "We're going on Conan," and then him just like totally throwing a bucket of water on him. Mm-hmm. That was funny the first time. Oh yeah. Now that I've played the game. The whole thing is freaking <laughs> hilarious. He nails it. Like, what were these journalists playing? They lose their minds. I, I don't. I don't have a. Th- Dude, the combat is just it. garbage. Hot garbage. You just hold a button and twiddle. It even it literally says, "Hold the button and twiddle the stick." <laughs> what are people, man? I expected so much more from this game, man. And I know, I mean, I know at least three super hardcore Final Fantasy fans who are also playing it. They all hate it more than I do. Like, I don't know who liked this game. Like, it may, you know... I just keep wondering if something happens all of a sudden that it just turns no. good. No, it's the same thing all, all the way to the end. And every, yes, the other thing is, like, every big fight, like, everything, big fight with, like, the big summons, because there's always a Final Fantasy thing where you have to beat the summon guy and then they join you. and da, da. They're all QTEs. They're all like super easy, insta-win, QTE, tap circle a bunch of times thing. And I'm like, isn't this what we complain about in this these games all the time? You know, modern games, and then like you do that as the major like component of the boss fights in a Final Fantasy game, and everyone gives it a pass? Dude, the, it's so weird the to me. fast travel and stuff in this is just broken and dumb. Dude, the car is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> it is so stupid. It's like... They force you to sit there and watch the car drive around. Like, yeah. It's like, how about while I'm waiting for my nine-minute car ride to be over, you show me the cutscene that explains who my fucking father is. Or, dude, they don't, they don't talk. No. They'll say, like, one thing the whole time. How many times are you going to ask Ignis about whether the ebony coffee is really as good as it is? It, it, it's the same shit. And, and when then you, what happens oh, is, when you get I don't in the pay car. attention. I get on my cell phone, <laughs> and then they get to the... I don't even know they're there. And like, you, 20 minutes later, I look up, I'm like, oh, we got there. Well, then like, the, it, and then, like, the fast travel stuff with, like, the parking spots, it's like, come out of a dungeon, you're like, well, let's see. We're, we're, is there a parking spot here, or should I just drive it, or am I going to need to park at this parking spot and then hoof it, which is fast? It's like, I shouldn't have to worry about well, That's why you have to rent a Chocobo. game is full of this crap. We, I mean, people throw the phrase, Ugh. doesn't respect your time around a lot by, for games, but I have never seen anything on the level of Final Fantasy XV in terms of, like, dude, some people need to be somewhere. Dude, like, it looks like Square Enix had a AAA game jam. It had, like, <laughs> 30 development teams come and, and make their version of Final Fantasy XV, and then they just snapped all of it together and tried to make sense of it. It is... And, but, and all, you know, you've got a bunch of people also talking about how, like, oh my god, the ending is the greatest ending in the history of Final Fantasy, history of video games. Ending's garbage. Don't say anything. I'm Don't not going to say anything about like... it. But, but like... I, there's nothing there. There's, there's nothing there. There's nothing fucking there. I don't know what people are talking about when they praise this game from a narrative perspective. It is the worst narrative... Persp- it is the worst constructed no, narrative worst in Final It's the worst beginning to a game. You begin the game pushing a car. I should note I still like this game better than 13, though. I don't know if I do. I'm not, I'm not finished... I like Noctis, the main character. You know, Noctis is a black hole of a character. The only yeah. persistent character trait he has is he's kind to animals. Uh, I like <sighs> the two of the other two of the other three. Very. I like those characters. I feel like I got a handle. Which who, ones do you Ign- like? Ignis and Prompto. I feel like I got a handle on who those two characters were by the end of the game, and I liked them. Um, 
which is more than I can say about anybody in Final Fantasy XIII. Um, the fact that Final Fantasy XV doesn't have lightning in it already puts it probably a tick ahead, frankly. Um, so, yeah, I did like Prompto and Ignis by the end. I still don't understand why they hang around with that loser. I mean, I guess because he's the prince, so you, you're, like, they're the royal bodyguards or whatever. But the implication is that they're friends with, have been friends with him since childhood, and I just don't get it. And if you watch like, the backstory stuff, like the Brotherhood anime and the Kingsglaive stuff... Noctis is a dick to those guys. Like, I don't know why they hang around. Like, it, there's no reason to like this character, and the game really seems to think you do. Like Dude, this game, in my opinion, is a piece of crap. Hmm. I mean, just to cut to the chase, this is a crappy game. Yeah. And if you have not bought it yet, anyone watching this on the stream or who's watching the archive, and you're like someone who's not a Final Fantasy fan, and you thought that you should buy this, because don't. Do not. You're going to hate it. I kind of hate it. <laughs> I just... I, don't, I, I mean, look, different strokes for different folks. Right. Everyone likes different things. But to me, there are certain parts of this game that are just... This game is just undeniably bad. There's like, no, I don't care yeah. what your perspective is or how big of a Final Fantasy fan you are. There are parts of this game that make no sense and suck. Mm-hmm. I... Dude, the fact that you go into you're, a you're making me feel less crazy. At least I don't I don't know what else to tell you. You go into a dungeon, like you have to complete that whole dungeon. Mm. There's no saves. Mm. You have to complete the whole dungeon, and if you die, even at the end, at the boss fight, it kicks you all the way back out to the end of the dungeon. You have to go through the whole thing again. Mm. No, no. Even if there's a campsite in the dungeon, it doesn't save a yeah. checkpoint there. It's very weird. Ugh. I have to finish this damn thing. <laughs> are you but here's the, the crazy... Are you doing the eval? Yes. Oh, oh boy. Here's the crazy part, though, is that, you know, I'm 15 hours in or whatever, and we went over and we had a little bit of an X-Play reunion uh, for the night of the Game Awards, and we all got together, had a couple beers. Almost cut my finger off opening a beer, by the mm. way. Had a couple beers. We watched... You guys had already watched the Game Awards, and we go... And then the guy's house that we at, Benson, had already put 100 hours into this game. He's one of the Final Fantasy hardcore fans who Oh, and he it. is. And all he did, he just sat there and just loaded up saves and, ju- and mm-hmm. played captured video that he had taken of the game and just showed us <laughs> how bad the game is. And the cup, the cup of noodles side quest... Like, and because I was saying, you know, uh, it's like I kept thinking, like, there's this point where it gets better or it gets different. Well, he shows me saves from 88 hours into the game, and he's fighting the same enemies mm-hmm. in front of the same building. Yep. <laughs> Ten years we waited for that. Ten years. Eleven years. Eleven years. Yep. It's not good. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what planet you're on. If you gave that a nine, look, I don't get it. Here's one thing I will say: is I could see where somebody buys this and they're like, "crap, I spent sixty dollars on this." I could see them just grinding through the game. Right. And at a certain point, with some RPGs, you just kind of the plot and you st- you turn off your brain and you just grind along and keep fighting the enemies. And if that's what you're looking for, you, it's got plenty of it. It's a huge game. You can fight the enemies over and over again. There's a couple boss fights that are memorable. Fire off your summons. Get your Final Fantasy rocks off. If you can get your summons to work, because you don't have control over that. Right. But for everybody else, man, like, yeah, do not buy this game. Do not buy it. You're not going to like it. If you think even the least bit critically about the games that you play, 
you're going to find so many issues with Final Fantasy There is 15. literally nothing in Final Fantasy XV you haven't seen A, a dozen times or more before, and B, done better. Way better. <laughs> done way better. Mm-hmm. All of it. Like, you can tell. You can tell this game has been in development for 11 years. Yeah. What I've played of The Last Guardian so far, I cannot tell mm-hmm. it's been in development. It already is one of the most unique and refreshing mm-hmm. games I've played in 2016. And we'll see. About halfway through with The Last Guardian, we, you know, eat Trico and the boy get on a train and, yeah. just, <laughs> and just stop three more times. There's a one point the train just stops. You get out onto the, onto the platform. You fight a boss, get back on the train, and that's it. That's the dungeon. You know what? I would love... And by the way, the boss that you fight, very clearly not meant to be fought in a narrow rectangle. Like, the way he his attacks work and all that. Clearly oh, cam- not where you're supposed to be The camera in this game goes bonkers all the time when you're in, yeah. in the no, dungeon. But not just the, the camera. I'm talking about the way you dodge his attacks. Not feasible in that space. Clearly they just stuck him there because they had nothing else they could do. Like, you know what you, I would you can, love to You do? can see them slapping duct tape on the thing to get to the end. I would love to talk to somebody who likes this game. To understand where they're coming from and why they like it so much. I... I have you, and I have Benson, who's a huge <laughs> Final Fantasy fan and hates the game. So yeah. I've not managed to be able to talk to somebody like I, about this who likes it. And it's like, I can almost kind of feel like if you're early in the game and you think the whole game is going to be like that, like the open world area, it feels like it's going to be this huge epic game like on this scale that you've never seen before, but it really isn't. Cause like, and that's the thing that I think is weird. Is like I remember they showed the whole map of the world of Eos, and they're like, we've only shown you the corner, the upper corner of this world and the stuff we've shown you, and so this is the whole world. But that upper corner is the open world. The whole rest of the map is just a train line you go through to get to the other city. The linear That's it. There's only two cities in this game, by the way. Yeah, two towns in the game. insane. And one of them's not even on the map. One of them's not even on the open world map. And, like, so... So the so basically they said, here's the whole world, here's this giant map you can explore, but really you only explore the upper corner that they've already shown you, and the rest of it's just like a very linear sort of, you, you go on a train and you stop here and you, you go do a dungeon and you get back on the train, da, da da So I'm like, how is that not like on the same scale as what the No Man's Sky guys did to us? Yeah. Like, how, isn't that just like misrepresenting what we're going to play? Because I certainly don't feel like, like I got what I was shown in those demos. I honestly didn't even really know what to expect. I actually went into this game, other than having talked to you about it on Game Face last week, not knowing a whole lot about it. And it's just weird. It and, didn't really change anything. And I don't know how many me. side quests you've done, um, but they're Some. all they're all enough to figure out if they're worth doing. Basically, no, but they're all the same. They're all fetch quests. They're all MMO quests from 2006. That's it. There's nothing more interesting that happens there. They never break the mold. It, you know. Like, games like The Witcher 3, where, like, some of these, you know, some of the quests, like, the hunting stuff is like, go here, kill thing, there you do. There you go. Like, you know, it's that simple. Yeah. But most of them have a twist. Most of them, like, you go to kill a thing, but it turns out it's something else. You have to follow this thing over here and go over that. Da, da, da. Like, the Final Fantasy XV never does that. Yeah. Whatever they tell you you're going to go do, that's what you go do. Yeah. And it doesn't change. It doesn't swerve. It doesn't throw you anything more interesting than that. You go, the open world exists to have a place for you to go to pick up a foozle or kill a thing, and to have a thing for that Audi to drive through. That's it. The game is also very Japanese. Like, <laughs> Japanese games, other than, like, Kojima's games, like, there's these awkward, like, pauses. There's, like, scenes that dip to black, and then the music keeps playing, and it just gradually, like, dissolves. It's just, like, unprofessional and, like, hacked together and, like... 
I could go on. Like, mm-hmm. I could play an hour of this game, and I could just point out, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. This is wrong. This is messed up. I mean, it's just all right there. You don't need to, like, find a particular place. It's just the whole game is like that. I, uh, really disappointed in this game. Mm-hmm. Really, really disappointed in it. I don't really get a Final Fantasy vibe from the game at all, either. Like, other than, like, the effeminate characters with the goofy haircuts, like... Mm-hmm. The, the elements are, you know, the, the, there's a Leviathan and the Titan and the Bahamut and the, you know, there's Chocobos and writing the Chocobos is actually probably one of the best parts. Of it the is, game. yeah, yeah, you're right. It's where I've had the most fun, probably. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I, I'll continue, even you know, having finished it, I will main, I still say the one part of this game that I will unreservedly praise is the music. Yeah, it's not yeah, the, the best. Music has been good. It's but... not the best Final Fantasy soundtrack ever, but the music's good. Yeah. And I mean, technically, the graphics, like, they're fine. I think they're very uneven. Yeah. I think the, the LOD is very weird. No, the, when the, you drive, like, you see, like, all the trees drops in. in. And Every once in a while, you'll, like, you know, there's, like, a rock area where, like, uh, you'll just see, like, that's the texture you went with? Really? Yeah. yeah it's like, it's little things. It's not, like, but game the game overall things, looks good. It's okay. It runs pretty well. Like, I don't really have any issues with the graphics. Like, I have issues just, I, I have issues with their hair. And I know it's, like, um, it's a nitpick, but it's, like, you're having these, like, supposedly dramatic moments in these real-time cutscenes, and all I can see is that Noctis' hair is dithering his fucking eye out. You know, <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm like, why can't you get the, I mean, others... I have problems with just core elements of this game. Like, the well, graphics to me are the least of my concerns. But like... it's like, but that's what I'm saying is, like, there's no, there's no place you can land where you're safe. In this game, there's yeah. always something that's like, why? Like everywhere. It's except the music. Music's good. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. Uh, I have to trudge forward in this game to finish the eval. I'm not excited about it at all, but it is what it is. Let's talk about PSX 2016. The reason we pushed the show to today, just so we could get all the information in from PlayStation Experience 2016, or at least all the information that can- that comes out uh, at its press event. Which, honestly. Looking back on prior PSXs, most of the information comes out in the press conference. And there's a little couple nuggets. They do have their secret panels. Right. And there's a couple nuggets that kind of come out throughout the course of the weekend. But we have pretty much the big stuff now. And is there anything bigger, Matt, than The Last of Us Part 2? For me, yes. But probably not overall for most people. For this show, you you have something bigger? For me, yeah. Yeah, uh, I guess Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I was very happy to see Nino Kuni 2 get, get shot. Again, yeah, we finally got another look at that. I, uh, that's, they've been kind of running silent for a while, so it was nice to see them pop up. So The Last of Us Part 2, they, it appears to be four to five years after the last game. She's, she's, looking yeah, at, Ellie's older. Looking at Ellie, she looks like she went from 13 to around 18 or something yeah. like that in that age range. Well, it's hard to tell because the zombie apocalypse ages a face. Yeah, so. <laughs> I can see why. But this this initial trailer, pretty amazing. Yeah. Like it, I mean, I'm sure people are going to be disappointed that it it is what it is. But on a technical mm. level, like it's a pretty amazing trailer. Oh, technically, like, it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, think about real time modeling these guitar strings. I mean, the, they show the close up of the guitar. You can see every little nick in the wood, like. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen anything like this in real time in a video game, have you? A real rendered guitar with strings that vibrate and play? I mean, let's talk about the banjo from Banjo. No, no. (laughs) Naughty dog and a naughty dog. Which is made out of about about four polygons. 
Not the most exciting trailer, but impactful. Yeah, it brings it brings them back, effectively. She still kind of looks like Ellen Page. Look at the face. Just the detail mm -hmm. in the face. Like I think they said right before they debuted this trailer, this is Naughty Dog's updated engine. So yep. we're assuming it's even more said, powerful than what they were working with for Uncharted 4. And they also said very, very early. Yeah, so, which means... Which means don't expect this one anytime soon. But yeah, like, I'm kind of surprised Naughty Dog would debut it already. I didn't then. expect them to show this this soon, no. I mean, it was a big shocker. they did, but... Yeah. And, you know, they're back together. A lot of people thought maybe the, the new game wouldn't have wouldn't, either yeah. one of them, or it would just have well, one like of them. they background characters, or be about new people, but no. Nope, no, nope. like it is straight up about Joel and Ellie. Um, just a few years later, they talk about something about revenge... She's going to kill them all, yeah. whoever they are. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Is it the people who wronged him in the last game? Is it all the zombies? Which wouldn't make much sense, because I don't think you could ever kill them all. Oh, I think you could. That's the thing about The Last of Us. is like It's a very manageable apocalypse, really. Yeah. Just don't go where they are, and eventually you'll be able to kill them all off. And you know, It's not like... It, you know, it's not like the Walking Dead, where when anyone dies, they come back to life as a zombie, which is going to be you know a problem in safe zones if somebody dies. Um, you made a good point, though. You know, there was all that that big dust up about her looking like Ellen Page or whatever, mm -hmm. and so you figure they have to make a drastic change for her in this game, but not so much. No, she still kind of looks like... I mean, there are people who look like Ellen Page. It's, yeah. not, like, it's yeah. not like Ellen Page is a trademark of her, yeah. her face or anything. <laughs> yeah. But it's still there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think they did a great job. Like, mm -hmm. they nailed it. It's yeah. like it's not close enough to where she's going to get pissed off again, but it's not so far away that you can't tell who she is. Mm. Like, they did a great job. And, look, character models are something that change over in development all the time, so it could, it could mm. ultimately be different in the final uh, release, but I think they've done a pretty good job yeah. with it so far. Well, you know, I mean, who, maybe those guys who, uh, like, all the people look later... Look at the detail in her face, like her eyelids there. It's just yeah. amazing. Yeah, maybe they can put something into the game that I haven't played before then. Yeah. I was not a huge fan of Last of Us. I didn't enjoy playing a game. the game all that much. Yeah. Best, probably the best story in terms of a, a character relationship I've seen in presentationally in a video game. As the game I played, meh. Yeah, the actual gameplay yeah. of it wasn't all that exciting. And it was really off-putting mm. how you were supposed to... It's supposed to be a stealth game, but like... <laughs> and everybody's... Especially Bill. Was it Bill? Yeah. But like, he's just running back and forth. You know, at one point, Joel is the only one taking cover, and everyone else yeah. is just sort of sprinting back and forth in front of the I feel like Naughty Dog had a moment where they were just like... Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that moment of realization where, it wasn't gonna work. where it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And they're like, our whole game now has to have this in it. Mm. And uh, I was shocked when I first played it. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm, they just can't see these people running out yeah. in plain sight? Like, I'm going to bet that that is not a problem with a problem this one. Yeah. one. I, I, they're going to fix that for this one. Guaranteed. I, I guarantee it. I mean, maybe it just won't even be stealth. Maybe I, I would not have a problem with that. I wouldn't either. Um, but there were there were way too many moments in that game where like where you're, like, what you're talking about happened, and like I was just like, "Where's the Benny Hill theme at this point?" I'm sure someone has that video on YouTube. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I look, I still enjoyed The Last of Us. I enjoyed the story part. I just I got tired of. I, I thought it got better gameplay wise as you built your kind of bag of tricks yeah. like by the time you know by by boom over halfway like Joel had a lot of different ways to handle things yeah and that was better to me um but early on like I was so sick of like 
doing, you know, shiving, like, you know, whatever, infected things. Yeah. I was just like, oh, God, how, how many games? It's like, and it was like the, 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 this, the contrast between, like, how great the presentation was narratively and character-wise and dialogue-wise and performance-wise with what I was playing was yeah. really stark to me. I mean, that's kind of Naughty Dog's MO, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. I mean, it doesn't generally break boundaries with its gameplay. I mean, yeah. you look at Uncharted, it's I mean, I guess a beautiful it's like, game. Bro, I mean, I get well that it's also like, I don't have that problem with Uncharted because I like the way, I like the type of game Uncharted is gameplay-wise, yeah. and I don't particularly like stealth games, so Last of Us like, alienated me more quickly than Uncharted did. Yeah. Um, and that's the reverse is true of a lot of other people, so it's like, I'm not saying I don't understand why people liked playing it, but for me... Uh, I, I really hope there's a little more verve in the gameplay design this time. Agreed. Auspicious debut. But goddamn, that looks good. It sure does, man. I mean, it looks better than Uncharted 4, and that's saying something. Mm-hmm. So, All right, let's, let's talk next about Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. Debut the story DLC for Uncharted 4. Uh, I, they kicked off the press conference with this. I will admit I had no idea what this was until the very end. Uh... Because it's a stealth, it's right. a stealth level, and she's cloaked. But it's sort of a stealth in plain sight level. It's it's a it's a nice twist on it. I, mean, I, I think I, she I didn't caught at the beginning. And I didn't see it uh, like I tuned in too late, so you played it for me. I think I would have known it was Uncharted because only Naughty Dog makes environments that look that good. Frankly, like, like I would have known it was Naughty Dog. I think yeah. I knew I knew what Last of Us Two was, the first shot. I'm like, oh, that's last. Like, no one else does graphics that look like that. I mean, it's yeah. just, they are the top of the game. I couldn't. I did not pick up that this was Uncharted Four. I would not have guessed who it was. I don't think. I didn't pick up anything. I didn't pick up the, that it was the game, or I thought it was a new game. Even though I knew that Uncharted Four was supposed to show mm. off story DLC at the this press just, conference. This just has a Naughty Dog look to it in terms of the detail and and. Well, maybe if you could hear it, it throws you off a little bit because. The people sound like they have Pakistani accents or whatever mm. that are talking, and like that was basically this whole setting. All the characters and everything are nothing like anything in Uncharted mm. Four, so they did a really good job of kind of throwing people off. Um, it seemed the response online; most people had no idea that's what it was mm. until the reveal at the end. I don't know if I would have called it as being Uncharted, but you would have said it was a Naughty Dog. Yeah, game. I, I, this just looks like Naughty Dog to me. I think I was kind of duped into thinking too. You know, there's those three unannounced panels. And I was like, oh, well, they're, de- you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're going to announce a game. They're going to kick off the show with an unannounced game. And they're going to close the show with an unannounced game. And so I assume that probably subconsciously that this wasn't Uncharted. Um, stealth, pretty much, is this entire mission is stealth. You get caught here in the beginning, but eventually it turns into a legitimate stealth mission to get to the top of the building. Um, you get to the top, and that's where the big reveal happens. It's basically Chloe and Nadine. Um... Do you, are you fans of those characters? I like Chloe. Yeah. yeah. I like Nadine. Nadine. I can kind of take her take her leave. Yeah. But I, I mean, look, I'll take both of them any day over Sam. So uh, I'm happy that it's that it's them. Yeah, I mean, I hope all the whole DLC isn't stealth. I hope this isn't well, like yeah, a, yeah. I hope this isn't like a stealth focused like story DLC. One, I, yeah, Chloe can handle. Two, I, I would Chloe be, can handle a pistol. I think we'll be shooting some people. Yeah. at some point. Two, I would be totally cool if Naughty Dog just kept making new episodes for sure. this. Like, there's yeah. no reason to stop. Like, you have the engine. The game looks as good as every other PlayStation Four game is ever gonna look. Like, mm-hmm. it was so far ahead of the curve when it came out. 
All these other developers will be playing catch up with this engine for the rest of this generation. It's like, it looks good enough. You don't need to make a sequel. Just keep putting out DLC for this. Turn it into a platform like we were talking about, like with mm-hmm. Overwatch. Like, make it this living thing that you just update, charge us 20 or 30 bucks every time you put out story DLC. Like, it's something that Rockstar should have learned with Grand Theft Auto V. Like, you know, when you work on the quality level that you have with a Naughty Dog or a Rockstar North, people will pay for that DLC. I mean, it was proven last generation with all the DLC for Grand Theft Auto 4, Ballad yeah. of Gay Tony and all that stuff. So and they don't make anymore. Yeah, which they don't do anymore. So I'm stoked on this. Like, even if it is just a stealth mission, charge me 20 bucks for it, and it's five, six hours long, I'm in. Like, I'm to- I highly doubt it'll be that long. Mm-hmm. Is the first Yeah, thing. I feel like it's probably going to be like a two-hour thing. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. But uh, two hours, 15 bucks? Yeah, especially if it revisits characters that I felt were ignored in the main game. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm up for that, for sure. I'm pumped about this. I'm glad to see Naughty Dog is doing story DLC. I hope that the same thing happens with The Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just turn into these platforms that can live on. And now that they have like this architecture with their games, where they're basically PCs... Like, conceivably, mm-hmm. both of these games are going to be playable on the PlayStation 7 someday or mm-hmm. whatever. And so you can kind of build it as a platform and not as these kind of standalone experiences anymore. So, Unless they decide to draw a line at some point because damn, remasters are a thing right now yeah. for Sony. Yeah, and we're going to get to a little bit of that in a minute. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, they showed a brand new trailer. Uh, I believe they're doing a panel for it as well. Mm. Uh, the trailer is amazing. It looks great. Um, at the end of the trailer, they finally hint a little bit to the whole mystery. Mm. Did you watch it? Yeah. Okay. So you see at the end where they go... It zooms into the facility kind of place. Like, well, they go like in. underground, it yeah. looks like. And it's like this mechanized like cave mm-hmm. or something. And then the crab things are bringing stuff back into it. Yeah. It's like something's going on. You know, basically, I figured that was going to be the whole thing. It's like, who, who are these... Look at that shot right there. Who are these the machines herd. doing stuff for? Why do they still exist? I love... Every single creature in this game looks ridiculous, and I love it. I know. It's, it's, it's awesome, it's, dude. It's really good. I just can't believe I love these, like, these like, little scavengers with the blades in their mouth yeah. that just cut the metal. It's, they're so well thought I can't believe out. this is Gorilla, man. I cannot believe they're making this game. It is so far beyond... Anything it's done so far, like creatively and well, poor, thematically and genre-wise. Look at that. That's really I good. Know. The fact that there's like an ecosystem is really cool. And they haven't delayed it. They they did not say today, like, <laughs> oh, it's been put. That was my fear, is right. that they're going to come and be like, oh, well, oh, we got to get it. See you in September. No, yeah, like, it's, it's on like Donkey Kong for this game, so hallelujah. I cannot yeah. wait to play that game. I'm so excited for it. Uh, that trailer just... Cranked up my hype even further, if that's nothing, even possible. Nothing but good news for Horizon Zero Dawn. Yep. Uh, another game that was kind of leaked last week, although we thought it was called Marvel vs. Capcom 4, it's actually called Marvel vs. Capcom mm. Infinite. That well, was the fourth game. I mean. Yeah. Again, I think they actually announced that they're turning this into a platform. Yeah. I think that was part of like yeah. their official announcement for it. I told you all not to give up hope on Marvel 4. Yeah. Well, here it is. Didn't get to see much, but apparently tonight on yeah. the Capcom Pro After Tour... After Capcom Cup, there's going to be the they first will gameplay. show the first gameplay of it. I mean, this CG trailer is good enough for me right yeah, now. Yeah, cool. I mean, I'm happy. You know, they've got Mega Man... Mega Man X is in. People have been requesting that... that they wanted him to be added to uh, Marvel 3 for since the beginning. Right. So that's cool. Are there any... There's a one character at the end. Captain Marvel. It's awesome. 
What characters are they showing that have not appeared in one yet? Captain Marvel uh, has not appeared in any of these. Um, Mega Man X, was he in... I know Mega Man's been in it before. Mega Man has. I don't know if X has. Zero has. I don't think X has. And then who's the... the Where's the other character? There's a character at the end that's like in silhouette. Let me see if I can tell. You'll see. Hopefully, I think... Oh, yeah. I thought that was Ultron at first. And then these other eyes light up. And then the other eyes light up down there. Um, I thought it was Ultron, and then the eyes lit up in the chest, and I thought that looks more like... um, um, Arnim Zola to me. Uh, I had the, no the, idea the who face, it was. The face in there. So, my, I mean, it looks, or it could be somebody totally new, who knows? Or a, yeah. an amalgam of, of, a Mar- of a Capcom and a Marvel villain. Like, who knows? Um, I do not know who that is. Do you think it's possible that this becomes Capcom's marquee fighting franchise, Matt? With the way Street Fighter V is uh, done? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope they have one. <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> how about that? I, I'll, I'll just go, I hope one of them does. Ends up becoming yeah. that, yeah. Um, I mean, look, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, still at Evo. Yeah, and will remain, apparently. Right. Judging by, especially since they're putting, they put uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 up on PS4 today. Today, yeah. Uh, and by the way, the other thing they put up was a PS a PS4 uh, version of Garou: Mark of the Wolves yeah, from SNK. That's insane. If you like fighting games at all, go get that one because that's one of the best of yeah. all time. Um, I like I like that the PSX has that you know that they do that day of stuff for a yeah, lot of for things. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's pretty exciting. slick. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that they announced that like mm-hmm. was going live today at the show. Yeah. So so yeah, this is this is cool. I'm looking forward to. I'm not going to say I'm surprised by it. <laughs> I, I, well, nobody was because it was yeah. basically spoiled last week or whatever. Well, I was spoiled a little before that. Oh yeah, say. you did know about it beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know who's in it, but I do know who's not in it. So we'll. Uh, we'll we willing to share, Matt? Cox? Well, there won't be any X Men or Fantastic Four because oh. the movie licenses. And I've heard that. Um, uh, I I I don't have any evidence of this, but I am going to guess that Shumagorath might not be in it. Oh. Because Shumagorath is not a Marvel-created character, and they have had some rights issues with that recently in the comics. Yeah. And I feel like maybe they don't want to touch that at this point. See, the reason I think... Shumagorath this... was actually from, a, from uh, I think, Robert Howard Conan, uh, Conan oh. stories. Uh, so Shumagorath is like 100 years old uh, as a character and is, I think, public domain? So Marvel may not be interested in playing with that piranha right now. See, the reason I think that this might end up becoming ultimately Capcom's flagship fighter is because it has Street Fighter characters in it. Yeah. It's like, and they're already a part of it. Well, and like, here's it's very easy to bring them in. Like, Right. Well, also, here's the thing. If you can get knowledge and word of this game out to the audience that goes to see the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, uh, you got a hit on your hands. Yeah. I mean, like, look, Street Fighter V is tanked. Yeah. I mean, relatively, not even really relatively speaking, like, it's just yeah. flat out tanked at this Well, point. I mean, I, I have to believe that that is part of how this deal got done. I mean, clearly they've been working on it for a while, but, like, yeah. somewhere someone saw the writing on the wall and said, like, hey, it might be good to be in the corner. I mean, I think anyone in entertainment right now thinks it's good to be in Marvel's good graces. Oh, yeah. Because those movies are, are defining Get pop that Marvel culture. pin action, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm not, you know, not surprising I mean, also, keep in mind, this trailer today was released by Marvel. Yeah. Not by Capcom. Yeah. Because it was, today, for whatever reason, Sony did not publish... All the media from 
the presser. Mm-hmm. Like, it waited while all these crappy YouTube channels were putting up these streams that, where they had captured from the stream. It looked terrible. Oh, and by the way, if you're wondering what Captain Marvel's outfit in the movies are going to look like, I bet it looks like that. Oh, for sure. I'm sure they worked <laughs> with Marvel on oh, yeah. it. So. Just like how with, when Marvel 3, uh, no one knew who, the hell, knew who the hell Rocket Raccoon was. Right. And now, I bet you he'll be back. Yeah, well, I'm sure. So yeah, uh, I'm sure the whole cast will be back. Oh, yeah, you'll have a whole Guardians contingent. You'll have all the... It's awesome. All the, it's great. It's really awesome. Yeah. Like, that's why I think that this could end up becoming, ultimately, like, the fighting game from Capcom. That's why, like, even as someone who was always more of a the Marvel fan than the Capcom fan with, with this series, I'm way more interested to see what the Capcom characters are. Yeah. Because I don't know who the hell they're going to pick. Yeah. You know? There's going to be some returnings, but I bet there's going to be some new ones the that prob- we, we never The problem for of. Capcom, though, is that like it's not making any new games. So, And it's already milked so many of its characters for these games in the mm-hmm. past. It's like, who is there left to put in? I'd say bring back that Red Earth T-Rex thing. I'm just saying, if you're not making new games, it's hard to have new characters for a fighting franchise. Yeah, but like... I think you know the the, the requests tend to be uh, oh and, uh, tend to be from classic characters that have sort of been forgotten but are fan favorites. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I'll bet you, uh, I bet you, finally after years of requests, because Jurassic World was so big, we are going to get Regina from Dino Crisis, and she's going to summon raptors. And people and will be like, "Who the hell is Regina from?" Doesn't Dino matter. Crisis. Doesn't matter. <laughs> That's, that's half the roster of the Capcom is, side yeah. most of the no, time. Right. Like, even I'm just like, who's the witch with the... With yeah. the I don't know who that is. Like, I, and she's from like some puzzle game that never came here. Right, it's like, yeah. whatever, great. They're, yeah, they're running, like I said, they're running out of options mm-hmm. there. So As long as you bring back Amaterasu, I'm, I'm fine. Yep. Uh, let's move on. Crash Bandicoot Remaster. What the hell? There's some kind of corny name for it. Oh, uh... Crash Bandicoot and Insane Trilogy? Yeah, something like that. I think that's what it is. Insane Trilogy. I, 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 this is the first look at it, by the yeah. way. The animation's nice. Um, I, I don't think I can adequately explain in English how much I don't care about this. Yeah, I, um, I don't care either. Like I know, I never a, liked Crash no. back when he, he came out. I always no, thought he I, was just like a cheap knockoff of Super Mario sixty four. No, that's pretty much what he was. But uh, and cheap is right. Like you run down like a shoot the whole time. It's right. like it's not free. I could never understand. Well, it's just like that's one of the things that Uncharted four really drove home this year was when you have to play the level of Crash. But I'm like, God, this game was garbage. Yeah. Like, it, and like you're running towards the camera, like, like then jumping you can't over see pits. Anything. And, I mean, you have to memorize the whole level. It, like yeah. brought back how much I hated them back in the day. I know there's a whole generation of people that were like ten when this came out, and it's their yeah. favorite thing. They can't wait, and like that's whose nostalgia is being cashed in on with this. It's not for me. I understand that, but like wow, I don't like Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Like I really can't emphasize that enough. I'm not a fan either. Um, it looks nice. In I terms guess. Of, I mean, in terms of like what it used to look like. I well, think, yeah, it's a huge jump up. But like, or even like in terms of uh, what he looks like in Skylanders, I think you know the animation's good. It works, uh, but I ain't gonna play it. Yeah, I my interest level in this is very low. But I'm, I know there's people out there who yeah. think I'm crazy and love Crash Bandicoot, and that's no, totally fine. Just not my thing. Stuff I loved when I was ten that you would think is stupid too. Yep. Uh, Resident Evil Seven. We got really what you could say was the first real trailer for Resident Evil Seven today. Yeah, we kind of at least, actually, at least know the premise. Yeah, there's so. like we know like the plot and like mm-hmm. what is going on now. Yeah. When in doubt, if you steal the character motivation from Silent Hill Two, you're yeah, in pretty good shape. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. They totally stole the plot from Silent Hill Two. So you're playing a husband who 
believes his wife was killed or died two years earlier, and suddenly he starts getting phone calls from her, and uh, he gets summoned to the Baker Mansion, and that's when all hell breaks loose. Uh, um, brand new demo today that is playable on PlayStation VR, completely mm-hmm. free. Maybe the first game that I can remember that had three separate demos <laughs> in the span of about three or four months, yeah. mind you. This game hasn't been announced all that long. So everyone can go play the new demo now. I have not had a chance to give it a whirl because I've must, been busting my butt all day. They confidence in this thing if they're letting you touch it that much. But know? they don't have that much confidence in it. They think that's going to sell like three or four million copies. Like, I think it's going to do way better than that. Way better. Than three yeah. or four million? Oh, yeah. How much did six sell? More than that. Like five or seven, I think, mm. around there. I don't know if it's going to sell that much out of the gate, but I feel like this, this one might have legs. You know what I mean? I think it's going to sell really well. Will it sell as well as Final Fantasy XV? Probably not. <laughs> but that's five million. Oh, no, I think that's just the first week of Final Fantasy XV. That's what they shipped. If you go right. to stores, it's stacked. There's copies stacked to the ceiling. Yeah, and some so. of the publications were reporting that that was sold, too. Oh, it was not sold. not the case. No. Yeah. I went to the, when, when I went to Best Buy to buy mine, there were just towers mm-hmm. of Final Fantasy XV sitting there. So there's definitely a lot of copies out in the retail channels. But yeah. I still think it's going to do really well. It'll do but, but, I mean, remember that shipped is all the, all the publisher cares about because right. they already sold them. Yeah. yeah, but if you watch Pactor Factor, they do if like the if the retailers send it back, right, it's, they it's do have to give money thing. back to like Best Buy or whatever. So they're not completely off the hook for yeah, it. Yeah, well, but... they got a while for to worry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the game's going to sell well. Um, I think it'll sell better than Resident Evil Seven mm. over the long haul. I think you know Resident Evil Seven will probably get to five to seven million. I think Final Fantasy Fifteen will get probably eventually to like around ten. Well, that's apparently their break-even point. So you better hope. That's so much. It's ten years. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Kingdom Hearts 3 will make more money than they can count anyway. It won't matter. You're right. They'll make it all back. <laughs> <laughs> if they ever release a damn thing. We'll see how that goes. Uh, next up, Ace Combat 7. Yeah. It's a game you've been really excited for over the last year. Yeah. Because it was announced at PSX last, last year, right? Last year, yeah. And we haven't seen squat from it. Until a year Until ago. Until a year later. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm, I presume it'll come out a year from now. So This trailer shows off a lot more of what you typically think of with Ace Combat, which yeah. is like plot and like cinema. Stupid, stupid overwrought plot, yeah. which I love. Um, <laughs> really, go pick, up, go pick up Ace Combat 6 for super cheap and, wa- and like just how charmingly terrible that story is. It's but amazing. See, that, that to me is like the extreme of what Final Fantasy XV is. Right. Like you see shades of that in Final oh, yeah. Fantasy XV. But Final Fantasy XV doesn't know the, the little creatures in nature they don't know that they're st- they don't know that they're ugly. You yeah. Know? Like Final <laughs> Fantasy XV does not know it's stupid. Whereas like Ace Combat 6 is embracing the cheese on a, on like just I mean they are to you know, to the metal, like yeah. it's amazing. And also, the great thing about Ace Combat 6's story is it has almost nothing to do with flying jets. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like it's super weird. Um, but uh, I really like these games, and I still think I'm going to vomit from uh, playing this game. But yeah, in VR, I am all up on the VR for this thing. I am super excited to play it in VR. I love uh, cockpit games in VR. That's my favorite so far. They seem to be uh, the, the genre that work the best. In terms of like non-room uh, scale stuff, like I think that's the stuff that works the best for me. Yeah. I've been, I was playing some Eve Valkyrie, um, or Gun Valkyrie. It yeah, it's Eve Valkyrie. Yeah. Gun Valkyrie Gun is an Valkyrie Xbox is, Sega game. Right. Um, and Gun Jack is the Eve turret shooter. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Um, so I've been playing E Valkyrie on the PS PSVR uh, a bit, and like, a I love it. It's like I love Starfighter stuff, so it's like great to be able to play the thing and like immerse yourself in the thing. Uh, B um, I'm really good at that game apparently yeah. because like routinely I'll play mul- I'll play multiplayer matches and I'm like I have like 15, 16 kills, and then like number two guy has four. No, and I'm so I don't know if it's throwing me into like newbie games or whatever, but like you know I played Flight Sims forever in the '90s, and like it's it's so nice to have something to play again. So I'm looking forward to this. It looks time. good. I'm shocked that it is a PlayStation VR game because it to me it looks too good to be a PlayStation VR game. But well, I'm sure it won't look this good in the goggles. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's a good point. But, yeah, because the same thing with like Robinson. Like Robinson looks good when you play in VR, but you take your your mask off and look at the screen. You're like, wow, it looks so much better. Yeah, like, um, but it'll be fine. You know, it's it's it is what it is in that regard. Uh, next up, the game that no one asked for, <laughs> Knack Two. Matt, can you believe they're making another Knack? Not really, no. I feel like I this was them would not just... have called this one. I would have no. lost this. I would have lost this bet. I mean, I knew immediately when they started what it oh, was. Yeah. They oh, showed yeah. the character, and I was like, "It's freaking neck." <laughs> what Mark Cerny wants, Mark Cerny gets. I mean, that's pretty much the way I look at it. They're like, we need to placate him in some way. He does so much for us. This is his baby. We'll give it a sequel. We have this development team sitting around with nothing to do. I, I just. I can't understand why they would make a sequel to this game. Look, co-op. Right. You, you can inflict knack, knack on a friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the only thing I can say is, like, I mean, I, mean I, just, I assume that, like, you know, they've heard the criticisms and they know the shortcomings and maybe they'll, you know, come out of the gate. You know, maybe they'll come out of the gate swinging on this one, you know? <laughs> Appropriate. Yeah. But I like, mean, it's not a launch game this time, so they should have as much time as they need. It's just the... The characters and the world and the gameplay, they're just, all of them do nothing for me. Yeah. Nothing. I, yeah, I agree. I don't care. Did anybody like Knack? Yeah, people, anyone people in like, the chat? Did I don't know about like in the Knack? chat. I've seen people who like Knack. There's, there's a huge Knack defense force on NeoGAF. Like, they love, there's a group of people that love that game. Yeah. For sure. I am not one of them. Yeah. But, uh. I'm not either. Hell, here's the other... Well, I mean, the flip side is, like, yeah, the art style and the look of it just does not appeal to me whatsoever. If it does appeal to you, there's not a whole lot that looks like that. That's true. So, like, it, it's kind of like your only option there, I guess. That is a really ugly art style, though. They look like my pet monsters. It just doesn't look coherent. Like, it doesn't look like those creatures belong in that world. No, it look, it looks like something out of, like, Little Big Planet, like, invaded a Naughty Dog game. I'm also surprised it's not, like, a VR game. Like, I could see them doing, like, Knack VR. It's some, like, experience or whatever. Yeah, like, kind of that, like, like, like they used to do with the motion control stuff. Right. Where, where it's like, we don't know what else to do with this franchise, so we're going to do a terrible motion exactly. control game. Exactly. Like, I could Hello, see Hello, Fable. I yeah. could see them doing something like that, but to create a full-blown sequel for this, I... I don't know. The Lost for Words. Considering games that don't get sequels, and then this does. I know. Mm. It's that Cerny power. Next up, Nino Kuni 2. When was the last time we saw this? Was it also PSX? Maybe, or maybe an E3 back there somewhere. I can't remember when it was debuted. I can't remember. It's I know it's been, been way long too time. long. Yeah, yeah, it's been too long. And the first trailer that we got for this game was pretty much just all cinematics. Yeah. So is this one, actually. I mean, it's mostly yeah, cinematics. Yeah, you see some, I mean, at least this is probably in-engine. You actually do see some semblance of gameplay. And I think mm. one of the tip-offs is that the, it doesn't look as good as, like, right. <laughs> some of the cinemas do. Uh... 
I'm excited for this. I like it's, this guy. He's like Otacon gone evil. Yeah. I'm, I'm into that. I mean, the first Nino Kuni, it seemed like it was kind of polarizing. Like, the people that liked it loved it. I liked it a lot. I just, it, I didn't finish it because it's so long. You're a big Ghibli fan, right? I love Studio Ghibli, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't automatically love everything they make, but like, I love the art style and like, you can see it come through in this and the first one. Um, this looks like it probably has a little more going on in the combat. It looks like Kingdom one. Hearts. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss uh, the Welsh guy guiding me around. Yeah, um, who I routinely would come in here uh, in the early days of Sifted and ask Marcus Spear for translations of various Welsh quirks. That the he actually had. loved Nino Cooney, which yeah. is really bizarre because Marcus usually doesn't like games like that. Well, the thing is, like, it's it. You know how we like complain sometimes about like the Japanese-ness of some yeah. of the cut. Like it's that's not really there. No, you're right. The, it's not in, this, in that game. No, you're right. And it's you know, but that's kind of Studio Ghibli in a nutshell. It's like they don't fall into that trap. They don't fall into that like anime trope trap. No, you're right. You know, they always make something that is for a kind of a universal audience. That's why they make films that actually end up in movie theaters right. and people actually go to watch and them. Nominated for Oscars. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, it makes it, a big difference. Yeah. And so, I mean, all, all, I, all you need to tell me on this game is when. Yeah. It looks like combat looks predominantly the same. Not the same. There's a few clips you know, that we saw. Maybe it'll be a little less, like, stop and go. I thought that was, yeah. like, one of the only issues with the, with the combat in the first game. was like, it just, I felt like it was not flowing too well. Yeah. Like, in, I, I kept, like, mentally drawing a comparison to Final Fantasy XII, which I thought flowed really well because you were able to set up the gambits ahead of time so you could kind of dictate how everybody behaved. Right. And you didn't really have to babysit anyone. Yep. I'm kind of wondering if they do something a little more like that in this one. Because the first one was not an easy game. No, it wasn't. Uh, not it at all. It was huge, too. Yeah. It's a really big game. And um, definitely going to be on top of if they do a collector's edition. The first one's collector's edition was one of my favorites of all time. It came with... Because uh, the, there's a big book in the game that's like a... You know, major plot MacGuffin, basically. Uh, and the whole the book came in the the collector's edition, and it's the whole book. Like, written pages, a couple hundred pages. You know, it's like every, and when the character, like, flips open to the page in the book, that page is in the real book. Right, you know what right. I mean? It's all yeah. legit. And, like, that attention to detail just tickles something in my brain. So. Yep. Really excited for that one. They didn't really say when it's coming out. Just next no. year? Did they, they even say next year? I don't know if they even said that. Um, I would not be... I mean, certainly... I think it did say 2017, but that's one of those games where I'm feeling like maybe I wouldn't be surprised to see it 2018 in America. Yeah. Um, well, at the same time, uh, the trailer was in English, which is a good that's sign. That's a good sign, so. yeah, for real. Looks amazing. The art in that game yeah. is just stunning. And you don't, on, on this run day, you do not have uh, one of my other big announcements. Oh, really? Uh, which is the two Yakuza 6 and oh. uh, the Yakuza 1 remake are coming to the West. I just assumed that they were... No one never assume. Really? Because Yakuza Zero is already on the way. They already announced that. Yeah, but Sega will never promise anything. I mean, the fact that they're promising that, that far out that Yakuza Six is early twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. And that, well, I didn't think we were going to get the remake of one at all. Uh, okay. like, I, I, that surprised. I mean, I figured yet yeah, Six would probably make it eventually. Yeah. But the fact that we're getting uh, Kimura is that's awesome. Yeah. Like, like, I didn't expect that. That means only Yakuza 2 is not playable in a modern form. The only reason I didn't put it in the rundown is because I just assumed it was happening. I, as a Yakuza fan, no Yakuza fan assumes that's happening. Uh, that, let's that, see, Vox91 saying Nino Kuni 2017. All right. That's good news. Uh, Vox91, Vox The Wind Rises is uh, Miyazaki's best movie, I think. 
Uh, just a couple other things we're going to mention. There's a lot more, obviously, and you should go watch the whole press conference because it is literally just yeah. it's just It's a Gatling <laughs> it's just, gun of game trailers. I love how Sony, it's, again, oh, yeah. does this press conference. We've talked about it before. Although, but. I do have one little production criticism that I've had for pretty much everything they've done uh, for a couple years. When it's time to cut to the trailer, cut to the trailer. Like, stop showing me the oh, jib yeah. shot of the whole audience because, uh, especially like Yakuza, like... Uh, uh, Cosmo says a couple things I couldn't read the subtitles because the long shot was too wide. Like, cut to the game. Here's I don't need to part. see there's people in the audience. I know there's people in the audience. Kiwami Just, is the name of uh, Kiwami. Yeah, not Kimura. I don't. I don't know what. Here's another thing that I don't like about PSX and a lot of fan events is that a lot of people who attend those are are like, oh, this is my chance to get some attention. So they just start yelling random stuff to the people on stage. And then some of it's funny, some of it's stupid, but no matter whether it's funny or stupid, they have to stop the press conference, and it creates like this awkward mm-hmm. thing where they're like, oh, should I address this person who just yelled out at the top of his lungs? Like, I don't know. Just, I mean, it's a fan event, so like, I kind of, you know, I wouldn't encourage But it, look, the first couple fan events, it was fine. Like, I don't know if you watched it today, but I thought it was, like, completely out of control. Like... There's a lot of wooing and yes. It's not even that. It's, like, people just yelling stuff. Mm. Like, trying to yell jokes and whatnot. It's, like... Obviously, people just looking for attention. And I I don't know. Like, I just thought it was in poor taste. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And, like, early on, the mic was too close to some girl who kept squealing or something. Yeah. I mean, that's the, I mean, it's people. I don't mind the, the people clapping people and enjoying. People and they're excited and yelling. I mean, that's but the, I don't think that's what it is. I'm fine with people cheering and having a good time and yelling and getting excited over stuff. That's not what this is. These are people looking. They wait for it to get quiet, and then they yell something at the top of their lungs. It's all about attention. They want attention. They want people to look at it and be like, "Oh, you're funny." Like, just lame. Eh. Doesn't bother you? Not really. That's, this, uh, that's why I don't go. <laughs> I mean, just like watching the thing, and then somebody does that, whatever. Like, I don't do I it. I think again. it's annoying. It, they keep stopping what they're but it's saying, like, and they're like, "Bro, like, shut up." Yeah, like, yeah, but it's like, but it's like that's the flavor of the event. That's how yes. it is. Like, you know, don't do it at E. It pissed me off at E3 because that's not. But what, what that's happens for. when eventually people get? Because look, it's changed a lot over the last three. Like at first, people would just be like "Shuhei" or whatever. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But you're like now you have people like yelling complete sentences <laughs> and like jokes. So like. How much next year what happens? Somebody starts yelling, like, you're ugly, or whatever. Like, I just, I don't know. I just think it's bad and in poor taste. Mm, it's a fan event. That's kind of, like, how it goes. Yeah, but it keeps going that way. They'll stop having the fan events. Because eventually someone's going to yell something that's really embarrassing. And they're going to start looking at this and saying, well, you know, maybe we need to readjust. Because all it takes is one. One I, person. I don't, I don't think Sony would be scared off of PSX by a couple of inappropriate screaming people. I don't know. In this PC world we live in. Uh, just a couple other things to wrap up. Parappa the Rapper, remaster coming. Cool. Care? Sure. Kind of. I mean, yeah, I'll play it. I, I love I love Parappa. Yeah. Didn't, didn't like 2 or I'm Jammer Lammy that much. No, it's like just the first, the first one. one. Yeah. And that is what they're, they're doing. They're remaking the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wipeout Omega Collection. A collection of basically yeah. all the tracks, vehicles, everything mm-hmm. from all the Wipeout games. That's great. In thumbs up. I feel like they've uh, great cheap- soundtrack. I feel like they've cheapened Wipeout a little bit because they kind of did that version on True. PlayStation Three that was meh, meh, yeah. and like free to. It ended up being like free to play. I Look, think. they're never gonna top XD. Yeah. So, but like, I'm happy to have more Wipeout. Yep. 
Uh, but overall... Even if it's the old wipeout. What do you give that press conference? Letter grade? Um, I'm going to give it a sucker an A. An A? Yeah. Maybe an A-. minus. Um, but yeah, there's not really much I could have wanted more out of that thing. Like, especially at this time of year. Yeah. I mean, I look, I, when I grade these press conferences, I don't take into account like what time of year it is. I just say... How good was that press conference? I really liked it. And so I compare it to, like, the E3 press conference whenever I give it letter grades. Mm. And with just one reveal of a new game, well, I guess Infinite counts, even though we knew about it beforehand. But two reveals in a press conference, that's still great. Mm. But that that's, gets a B from me. Yeah, I don't care about reveals so much as uh, content. And stuff I want to see. But see, I would always, I, I would have rather seen like some other games. And no, no offense to you, but like there's other games I would have rather seen than than like Ace Combat or Knack Two. Well, Knack Two, sure. But... Like I would have rather seen Spider Man. Me? Eh. No. They'll show Spider Man when Spider Man's ready. I mean, <laughs> well, they're, of course, they're coming. But you wouldn't rather see Spider Man than some of these games here than Knack Two. I'd rather see it than Knack Two, but apparently Knack Two is going to happen, so we're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> That's where the minus was coming from. Yeah, yeah. I was like, maybe an A minus. Because yeah, I said A, and then my, then my head was like, knack. And I was like, oh, maybe an A minus. Because of knack. All right. All right, fair enough. All right, it's time for our trailer of the week this week. Uh, this week we chose a trailer for Final Fantasy XV. And I think we've shown probably, we've done trailer of the week at least twice for Final Fantasy XV. Mm. But the reason I chose this one is because... This is the first Final Fantasy trailer I think I've ever seen that was live action and wasn't just in-engine or CG from the game. I can't think of any, but I, I also don't care, so... <laughs> well, I do. Like, I like, I always like seeing, like, a real-world interpretation of a video game world. I just, I just do. Yeah, I usually like it when I like the world in question. This is yeah. uh, not so much... I really yeah. like the live-action uh, Destiny commercials. Yeah, those are good. And I thought the live-action Dishonored 2 commercials were The Halo good. ones are usually really good. Yeah. Um, well, here is a live-action trailer for uh, Final Fantasy XV. It also is it's kind of a rip-off of uh, Stand By Me, the movie. Yeah, well... It even uses a song. So is the game. I guess it is. Yeah. You, at the beginning of the game, that's what the, the cover of Stand By Me is playing as they push the stupid car. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. So this is Final Fantasy XV Stand Together live action trailer. When the night has come and the land is dark and the moon is the only light we'll Oh, I'll 
playing the game were as fun as that looked. Yeah, it was, it was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Great. Uh, we totally forgot to tell you guys to get questions in. Uh, so I don't know if you guys have any or not, but uh, we'll answer a few here before we head on our way. Um, I like this one. The Legacy asked, since Horizon looks to be Sony's Legend of Zelda, which are you more excited for and which do you think will be better? I'm sorry, I missed the question. Horizon or Zelda? Oh. Oh, boy. Right now, Horizon. Agreed. That's a tough one. For I don't me. know which will be better, but if I could only play one, Horizon. It would be. I hate to say that, but I mean, it's just because they haven't shown us anything of Zelda. Well, it's also because I played Zelda. Yeah. Horizon's super new to me. Yeah. I'm. Su I'm also very curious because I know. I kind of I assume a baseline quality for Zelda. Horizon's such an X factor in a lot of ways. But see, part of the fact that it makes it a hard, hard decision though is that I do know what Zelda is, and I really like that. Yeah. True. <laughs> so that's what makes it a really tough decision for me. Is like. I don't know. That's a really tough call, but I think right now, just because I know more about Horizon and what I've seen of Horizon, honestly, looks like a better game. I hate to say it. Mm -hmm. I choose Horizon. Same. I that could change. As soon as they show me a freaking dungeon for Zelda, that could completely <laughs> freaking change. But that's what happens mm -hmm. when you keep the game back. Like, it's hard to get excited about something you don't know anything about. Nolan Elric asks, with the weird TV movie split, do I think there will get we'll get TV series stars in Marvel vs. Capcom, Daredevil, or Punisher? I think oh. we will get the TV characters in in the uh, in That's Marvel. I think we will. I think we will see maybe Daredevil and those guys. Yes. What about uh, Jessica Jones or whatever? Possible. That would be. I I've not even watched an episode of that. Is she really a superhero though? Yeah, she's super strong. In the comics, she can fly a little bit. I think. Uh, I would I would guess that she would be like a summon, oh. she, she, a summon or like a super kind of thing. Yeah. Because um, I would think that maybe they're going to pick one person from the Netflix shows to kind of represent the defenders, and like their super will be like all the defenders from the Netflix shows jump in and beat the guy up or something. You know, kind of yeah. a Captain Commando style right. character. That would be that would be my guess. I have no information about that at all, but that would be my guess. Here's one from Justin Horman. If you could get any one person to help in any way with putting on the Game Awards next year, who would it be? Ridley Scott. Oh, you're aiming big. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I would say, like, Blair Butler. Like, mm -hmm. the girl, the woman who used to write for X-Play and used to write our I'll, raps. I'll, like, ma I'll make a serious call. Uh, I, would, I would bring in uh, Kumail Nanjiani. And uh, have him uh, from uh, Silicon Valley and the Indoor Kids podcast. Like, he knows games. He's he's he you know he knows the material. He knows presentation. He's very funny. I think he would be a good presence to have to kind of help steer that ship. Kumail Nanjiani would be my pick. I, I just would say Blair because I just think the what that show needs is good writing. Like yeah. writing, people don't realize writing is everything. Writing is the glue that holds everything together. Whether you're talking about a video review, uh, and that's what made GT's video reviews so good and superior to video reviews once all the other sites started replicating our production process. And mm -hmm. I got that from working at X-Play and working at G4 and Tech TV, and then brought it over to game trailers, that kind of production style, and just making sure that the writing is good. Writing can smooth over so many rough edges. Making somebody laugh will make them forget about so many bad things. And... Uh, when you don't have that, like, 
they, people just dwell on the bad because mm. they don't forget about the bad because there was nothing to offset it. So, and if it's not Blair, just a good writer, somebody to write snappy raps, uh, snappy stuff for the for the people to say when they come up and present the awards. Mm. Writing is just huge, and so I just feel like the writing, if it were improved on the show, would make a big difference. And if there are any more uh, nominees that are involving um, deaths of family members, maybe brief the presenters first. Here's one from Pot Two. What is the what is the future of JRPGs? Atlas. Smaller budgets, B-list games, Trails in the Sky stuff, kind of stuff. Persona. Um, Final Fantasy is really the last AAA JRPG standing, and uh, Star Ocean. Not after that last one. T- the Tales series. I don't know if I could call Tales AAA. Yeah. Um, be low. I I don't I just I think they're gonna have a, a period of dormancy to some degree. I mean, Persona Five is a AAA JRPG. Yeah, to us, I don't know yeah. if it's AAA in terms of you know sales or pro- high profile. Sell three or four million, I'm guessing in the U.S. Yeah. I mean we'll that's see. more than Titanfall Two is going to sell. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, it's it's just not a genre that seems to catch fire anymore. And like, the other thing is, like, different JRPG development teams don't seem to take lessons from the other successful ones very often anymore. Yeah. And like, you know, Persona Five is going to maybe Persona Five blows up, maybe it sells ten million copies. Is that going to influence any future JRPGs other than Persona games? Probably not. And like, yeah. it's there's, there doesn't seem to be any kind of like artistic give and take there anymore. I don't think there is much of a future for them other than on mobile mm. and on Nintendo Switch. Mm. Uh, when the 3DS goes away... And PC, I think you'll see. There's a lot of stuff... They'll port them over or whatever. Oh, there's PC versions of all that. Not, not all of them come over here, but for yeah. the most part, they, you get you get PC versions of all that stuff now because it's big in Japan, PC gaming. But I and think, all the visual novel stuff is on there. Yeah, I think you'll see all those small studios that are doing 3DS JRPGs now, they'll probably just move over to Switch or over to mobile, mm-hmm. which just probably will end up being the same thing. Like, you're going to see a yeah. lot of mobile stuff on Switch anyway. Actually, that reminds me, I, I have a question for you. Were you surprised at how much emphasis was placed on the Vita? Yeah. They actually showed it and yeah. acted like it was alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he held one up. Yeah, he had one to keep <laughs> holding up and say, oh, I'm on PlayStation Vita. Yeah, I think maybe um, they were just having a little fun, maybe. Somewhat. I also feel like he's probably just trying to make his social media life easier. Because yeah. it's like, he, you know, Vita has a small but insistent fan base. Yeah. And I'm sure he gets deluge. Is it on Vita? Is it on Vita? Is it on Vita? Right. Yep. He's like, bro. He's like, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is it an anime game about bouncing boobs? But no, yeah, I was I was surprised. Like it's, it's the first press event they've had in yeah, two well, years yeah, where they actually, they actually showed or it. talked about yeah. Vita. And at this point, like, it's really bizarre. Like maybe Japan was like, "Bro, it's still doing pretty well here." Like, yeah. I mean, kudos to them for actually you know hanging acknowledging out. its existence. I mean, that's one of my problems and one of my concerns with Sony and the PlayStation VR was like their you know their tendency to cut and run if something doesn't instantly become as successful as they hope. But like Vita gives me hope that they'll let PlayStation VR flourish. Over time. Here's a good one from Nemec. Is Final Fantasy 15 foreshadowing what we are going to see in Kingdom Hearts 3? You guys have faith in Kingdom Hearts still? Um, well, Kingdom Hearts has always had one of the dumbest stories I've ever <laughs> seen. Uh, and I couldn't begin <laughs> to explain to you what it is. But um, two things about Kingdom Hearts. A, uh, I'm there for the world, the Disney worlds and that stuff. And, and kind of like the, 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 the visual look of that stuff. And B, 
Um, the main difference to me between the Kingdom Hearts combat and like the Final Fantasy XV combat is when I press a button in Kingdom Hearts, Sora swings the sword, swings the keyblade, and yeah. I press the button again, he swings it again. I am not holding down circle to just watch him. Yeah, it's much sl- more. It's an action yeah. RPG in a much more responsive way, and so that's the. You know, I the like controls it. I like in general it, but... are way better at Kingdom yeah, Hearts sure. than in Final Fantasy XV. And they've only gotten better over time. I mean, two, I think two's combat while there was a little too much emphasis on QTE stuff, uh, was better than ones. And I think Birth by Sleeps was better than twos. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've, they've progressed. And it seems to also be the series that Nomura is more invested in, invested in at this point. Uh, he certainly dresses more like the characters <laughs> in that. I'll never forget that interview. Um, so, yeah, I'm still looking forward to it. I'm, I'm trying yeah, to remain... I'm not, not going to let it... I don't honestly don't ever let any game sour my... Opinion yeah. on a future game. I just don't do it. It's just something that you can't do as a critic. Yeah. You can't just assume that because one game is bad, another game is going to be also bad. You have to assume. Except with Knack. Yeah, except Knack. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's because the concept is just so poor and flawed. Um, um, but like, I'm also excited. Like, look, next year we're getting at least two, and if Kingdom Hearts three is further along than we think, maybe three Kingdom Hearts releases in one year. 2.8, and then the PS4 never collection, happen. and then near the end of the year, Japan might get Kingdom Hearts 3 by the end of the year. That'll never happen. Japan might get it. We won't. It won't happen. We'll see. <laughs> I ain't <laughs> drafting it. But, but. <laughs> it won't happen. Here's one from Scorfear. Is that Sorfear from Sifted? Uh, could Nintendo have gotten away with not releasing Breath of the Wild on the Wii U? Do you think it would be better for them to release it only on the Switch? Um, well, better in what respect? Like Better for, for Nintendo financially, yeah. Yes. You think so? I think if you... For- Look, it would piss a ton of people off. It would be a nasty anti-consumer move. But everybody would still buy that system to play it. You're right. Like, I would whine. Everybody would whine. We'd all be pissed off at it. But in the end, do you want to play it. Zelda or not? Yes, you do. Buy the Switch. Like, you could... To- I mean, it would basically, they'd be holding the game hostage on the new game system. But, but they could do it. There's not that many Wii U owners... Yeah, but there aren't. There won't be many Switch owners at all. They start mm-hmm. at zero. Right. Like, I don't know. And if they're only talking about having like two million available in the launch window, that could really hurt the sales because, you know, launch window is important, man. Like, a lot of people don't go back and play old games. Like mm. when they get a new system, unless it's bundled in with the system when they buy it. And so, I don't know. I'm fifty-fifty on that. Whether that would ultimately be good for Nintendo financially. I mean, it would help the Switch. It would help with the install base of the Switch. It would be a huge boon to the Switch. It wouldn't be all that great for the Zelda game sales numerically. And the profit margins on software. I mean, that's where Although, Nintendo makes its I mean, money. We, we've, we have seen that Zelda stuff uh, does have a long tail. Uh, Hyrule Warriors has sold semi-strongly for a, like two years now. Um, it's, one of, it's also one of those games where like, when you pick the system up, you pick that game up. Uh, Zelda is so you know I feel like that you know Breath of the Wild could kind of remain a mainstay of the Switch for years to come, uh, and it wouldn't it wouldn't be it would just be one of those it would be a little bit of a saf- sacrificial lamb. But the main question is like is it, would it piss enough people off that they don't get to play this Zelda game they've been promised on their Wii U for years? No, oh, yeah, uh, that they it will. Would, yeah, but would it piss them up off enough not that they don't uh, not buy, to buy Switch? the Switch? I don't think that would be very common. I. I think it not. I'd agree, not very common, but I think there are people who would absolutely not buy a Switch. Yeah, not all those 10 million people that bought the Wii U are crazy hardcore Nintendo fanboys. There are some people right. who just like Nintendo games and got it as like a second system, and like 
Those are the type of people that would be like, screw you, I'm yeah. not buying the Switch. But that's also kind of what I did, and I am totally going to play the game on the Switch, not the Wii U, because yeah. I'd rather play the better version. And so, Are we sure it's the better version? No, but not I'm yet. sure as hell hoping, because, it you know, look, it better be. Um, somebody has did not watch... It'd be fu- super mean, though, to do that. Somebody did not watch the Final Fantasy, Fantasy section. They were asking me, Brad Burney and Shane... Mm. Final Fantasy 15, thumbs up or thumbs down? Two thumbs down. I'll give you the double whammy on that one. I am not a fan. Uh, watch the archive on the site. To, I pretty much fly off the handle. Yeah, you were madder <laughs> than I was about it, and I, I wasted almost two days of my life on it. Oh, it's just, it, it's just frustrating to wait for something so long. And the other part of it, too, is that I have the juxtaposition of having played The Last Guardian last night, which was also in development for a really long time and seems to be delivering what it had promised. So, I don't know. I'm not a fan of Final Fantasy XV. And this is coming from someone who's not a huge JRPG guy, so keep that in mind. Mm. Erebus Jones asks if we've been able to try the Battlefront X-Wing VR mission at all. I have not. Me either. I have not had time, unfortunately. I'll, I'll try to get to that so we can talk about it next time. You know, so Vox is asking, what about Adam Sessler, like, working on the Game Awards? Mm. He was actually, like, the, he was the first person that came to mind. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking really about it, and I thought a writer might actually end up making a bigger difference than Adam. But Adam would definitely help the award show if he worked on it. That would help. I think Matt and I would help the award show if we worked on it, to be honest with you. But that's the way it goes. Someone thanking us for being critical of Final Fantasy XV. <laughs> wow. Thanks for keeping it real. No problem, man. That's what we're here for. Um, Let's answer two more. If there are others, more than two. Fruit Eater asks, uh, as a fighting game noob, is there any accessible fighting games on the PS4? Um, Well, there is Marvel vs. Capcom 3 that went up on the PS4 today. However, if you're a noob to fighting games, I would say pick up the latest Blaze Blue, because that game has a really detailed tutorial system that will help you learn more about just how 2D fighting games work. Um, more than just about any other tutorial I've played, uh, I think. So if you were looking for something that will kind of train you how to play those games a little better, uh, the Blaze Blue games have really good tutorials. Um, let's see. Here's one from Xlord Xerxes. Do you think Zelda will have DLC a la Dungeon DLC? <laughs> You're worried a, about DLC already, brother? That's a very good, uh, very good question. It is. I don't know. Nintendo's been great with DLC. That is one thing of the Wii U era that I'm really impressed with is how they handled the DLC for all its games. Great uh, in what regard? Like Every regard, DLC yeah, or... like what you what you got for your money. A lot of times it was just free. What I it think, actually was was I think, relevant. I think the Smash Brothers DLC was overpriced. Um, I never even paid any attention to Smash DLC. I was, didn't play Smash Brothers hardly at all on Wii U. It was uh, it was just it was five to ten bucks more than it should have been per uh, each pack. I think was when they came out. The, the prices did drop, and there were deals you could get in sales. And they, they that's the other thing is like. Um, Nintendo's done much better about digital sales in the last couple of years. Yeah. So, uh, 
But DLC dungeons or whatever on, Dun- on Zelda. Nintendo, mm. here's the thing. Here's the thing, Matt. Every Zelda game, Nintendo cuts at least one complete dungeon mm-hmm. out of the game. And so if they just have that sitting on the floor, they finish the game, they give it six months, eight months to breathe, what they put out on the disc, if it comes on a disc, and while they're, then they start polishing up that last dungeon that they have, sell it for $10 or what? I mean... Mm. The DLC I was talking about specifically is Mario Kart. They did a great job mm-hmm. with Mario Kart 8 DLC. Uh, it had me hooked. It had me coming back, which is something I really don't do with racing games generally. I kind of play through them, play multiplayer for a little while, don't come back, because I don't have like roommates to sit around and play couch co-op with anymore. So I thought that Nintendo did a great job with DLC in the Wii U era. So mm. it's, it's a really good question. I don't, really, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a coin flip on that. I don't know if they do that, but at the same time, I don't know that they wouldn't. Uh, let's see, do we have one more? Oh, here's the last one. Hmm? Oh, I lost it. Darmus57 asked, do you think there will be a Final Fantasy 16? Yes, there will be a oh, Final yeah. Fantasy 16. No doubt about it. No question. No doubt. Maybe win less than 10 years this time. All right, we're going to end it right there, folks. Been a great Saturday. Hope you guys are having a great weekend. Don't forget, <laughs> buy the damn shirts, people. I have... Hundreds and hundreds of shirts that still need to be sold. So uh, please buy them. That would be great. Uh, all the, all, by the way, everyone who's bought shirts, the, they're all out there. I, you guys should have all got tracking numbers with your shipments and everything. If you didn't, uh, send an email to support at sifted.net, and we'll track it down and make sure you have your tracking number. I honestly have no idea how long it's going to take for those shirts to get to Europe. Yeah, it could be a while. It, you honestly may not get those shirts until, like, after Christmas, to be honest. Mm. But they were, everything that, we, that was ordered was shipped out. Um, I got a tweet on Twitter. Somebody was already rocking their shirt. They wore it to PSX today, which is awesome. Nice. Uh, we're thinking about even doing a contest where you buy a shirt and then you take a photo of you wearing the shirt somewhere where it might have a bunch of impact. Or even if it's just a cool photo, and then maybe we give you the winner of the contest, like a free game of their choice or something like that. Yeah. So trying to find ways to to get the shirts out there and motivate people to buy them. I personally just like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really happy with how they came out. So hopefully you guys agree, but get on that damn store and buy those shirts. It was one of those things where you invest and you put in the money mm-hmm. to buy the shirts, and now I just have this <laughs> room full of T-shirts, and I'm like, what happens if so, like these never sell? Someone Other- asks, how do you buy them? Uh, you, can't, free. you can't miss it. Just go sifted.net slash hashtag exclamation point slash store. <laughs> or you can just go to sifted.net and at the top graphic, it's like the second one right now. It'll take you right to the store. So, um, But yeah, I'm like, I'm like, what happens if these shirts never sell? Like, what do I do with them? It'll be a huge quilt. Because <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot left. Like... Uh, some of the designs there aren't, like the curved one, like the gold and the black, both some of the sizes are getting to where there's only like one or two left. So if you have extreme sizes, you should probably order them pretty quickly. Um, but this shirt, there's a ton of them left. And then our stock tees, there's a ton left. Mm. Uh, so head on to the store and buy them. We appreciate it very much. And go watch the new Platinum Journey, which kind of came out of nowhere yeah. this week. Yeah, new Platinum Journey. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up, actually. It's something I have to mention. So new Platinum Journey. Went up this week. Watch it. It is live. Uh, but I do have an announcement to make about the show. The show is going away. And I, I can explain why. But you probably know why. It's been 
five or six months since the last episode. Um, and Adam, honestly, the guy who creates the show, he found another job and he's working like crazy and he loves his new job and he's really dedicated to it. And he just hasn't had time to do the show. And I guess because he made a commitment to the site to do the show and he hasn't been doing the show, it's supposed to be one every like five weeks. And we've been doing the show for like a year and I think we have like three or four of them. So I think ultimately he feels a little bad that he hasn't been able to produce the show as much as he wanted to or as much as he honestly had promised that he would. So I think he just doesn't want to do it anymore. It's just the guilt, I think, of not being able to get them done on time and the amount of work and the amount of toil that goes into them. I think he's just had it. Um, I think he said on down the road when he has some more free time, he may put up some new episodes on his YouTube channel. Um, if he were to do that, we'll be sure to curate them to Sifted. But yeah, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory is the last official episode of Platinum Journey for Sifted. So if we had taps here, we'd play it, hmm. but we don't. So that's it. Everybody have an awesome weekend. Uh, thanks, everybody, for spending your Saturday afternoon, early evening, late night, if you're in Europe or whatever. Uh, we really appreciate you guys hanging out and, and hanging out to the end and asking the awesome questions at the end. So have a great Saturday night. We'll see you next week. Game Face is up and out.